Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm permeated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. Holy Malinaji, Peter Cards, Seth Nyman, Brooklyn to the world, another That's episode. Us. You know, we just keep staying on the air. We're surviving. You know, we're like that first season sitcom where you know you, you're just going by, you're just going by episode by episode, and you and you're just making sure you don't get cut mid season. You're just hoping, making sure that you're making sure that you know you get enough listeners, you get enough viewers. We're we're kicking the door in, guys. I don't know, I don't know if they went over there and told you, but. We're breaking this shit down. We're doing good. We're doing good. You're and so they, as long as you want to be. So they, they keep us around. Seth Seth puts in a good word for us every once in a while. That always helps when you got one of the big guys putting up, putting up the good word. So, you know. I Seth, brag, but I'm kind of yeah. He's kind of a Seth, big deal. Seth's the ace in our sleeve. So we're still here for episode number. Well, I lose track of you. Nine, right? I think it's nine. 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 no in German. Really? Well, nine. 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 <laughs> Means yes in podcast. <laughs> yes. Fact. In PD podcast lingo. Nine is a positive word. Boom. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Welcome. Lot, lots to talk yeah. about. I tell you, I was in London last week. We we trekked through a week where I was in London. And we kept you guys uh, up to date, and we uh, we gave you guys an episode even last week from the other side of the world. We're worldwide. We're just we're not just Brooklyn to the world. We're like I said last week. Pitbull ain't got nothing on us. Nope. We're, mi- we're Mr. International, Mr. Pitbull. How many stamps you got on your passport now? I don't know, bro. I got a, I got a lot. Up. No, I got a lot. I got a lot. And I got two passports. Woo! Dual citizenship. Woo! No, not, nothing, nothing shady. Two two citizenships. Two two countries. Italian and American. You know we what? Should, we should go to Italy and do a show from the boot. You know what? Yeah. We should. But we're not We're not from the boot. We're from the island, Sicily. We, we got kicked off the boot. Yeah. Yeah. They, we they, sure can. They kicked I got us family right. in Milan. All right. What was it? The... the, the Drift theory with the yeah, water, they kicked sure. us out. They kicked us out. You know, you know, but speaking of two passports, you know what I did last week when I got to England? So I I get on the plane with my American passport. Board with my cause you know, in America you don't want them to look at you like, uh, this guy's not an American just citizen. Small. You know? Yeah, so I get on with the American passport, you know, just so get you know, on just so you don't get looked at like like some kind of freak because unfortunately some people look at you that way. So I get on with the American passport, boom, get on the plane, fly to the UK, land in London. Now, there's two lines. Anybody that's ever been to Europe, there's two lines when you get off the plane, when you got to go to customs. There's non-EU citizens. EU means the European Union. Non-European Union citizens. And European Union citizens. So I see the non-EU. Obviously, my flight had a lot of Americans on it. The line is huge. I got to go through customs. This line's going to keep me there an hour. I got my ride going to the hotel. I got to film a segment. I had to film the public workout for the, for the Brooke versus Gavin card. As soon as I got to the hotel, I had to literally... Drop my bag and then head to the into the public workout. So I was like, dude, I, I I'm just not gonna have enough time here. If I get on this line, I'm just not gonna have enough time to to get to catch my ride. I said, and I said, what if my ride leaves me? What if my ride thinks I didn't show up? What if my ride thinks I missed my flight because my, my I, I'm in the back of this line. Everybody seemed to have beaten me to the to the to the uh. What the, what's the word I'm looking for? Customs line. Customs. So I look. I asked the lady. I see this lady, cute blonde chick. She didn't even seem like she was British, actually. And uh, I go, you know what? I said, 
I have an EU passport. I said, is, is there any way I, I, I boarded with an American passport, but is there any way I can get on that line? That other line, the EU line, had like five people on it. Of course. So she's can. like, do you have your EU passport? And I said, I sure do, man. Boom. Boom. Got on the EU line. Got on the EU line. Went right through that shit. Right through that shit. You're very, very sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) And then the guy at customs, he ends up being a boxing fan. He's looking at it. And now my Italian passport actually have long hair because I had the, I did the, when I picked it up, I had, I still had the long hair. It was during my braiding days, during my crazy long hair days. So I have long hair in my passport and I have short hair now. So he's looking at me, he's looking at me, he's looking at me. And then he goes, when's your next fight? (laughs) <laughs> so then I was good So oh. he asked you When your next fight is And the customs guy asks you when your next fight is You're good to go You know you're not gonna have a problem So he lets me right in I get my bag Get to the hotel What happens at the hotel They don't have my room ready oh My room wasn't ready God So I had to wait in the lobby an hour I was hoping I, I was trying to time it I was looking at my watch And I'm thinking You know what I was like if I can get to the room in time I might be able to nap an hour And then head to this public workout My one hour nap Thrown out the window Because I spent the hour in the lobby Waiting for a room I finally got a room. I had to take a quick shower, get changed, and head right to the public workout. So it was a tough first day in the UK, but UK people always give me love. Love the UK. I swear to God, if, if, if the UK was a little bit closer, I could live there. If it wasn't so far, I could live there. It's just it's too far. A transatlantic flight and, and then the five-hour time zone difference. You know, like I, I don't know if I would be able to keep up with, you know, talking back to everybody at home and, and they're, they're still awake and I'm trying to sleep. And then I wake up and everybody's still sleeping. You know, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So... I love the UK. Love the love going there for visits. What about you, Pete? UK is great. You like the UK? You know, while you were there, everybody hit me up like, "Why aren't you here?" And this and that. I was like, "Guys, I mean, I I got a job. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could, but uh, you know, the guys will hit me up." And I was like, "I love the UK." What if we start like a fund from the UK, like a like a bring Peter cards to England fund? Kickstarter, Kickstarter, like a Kickstarter. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like next time I'm supposed to be in the UK. Put a we'll do like a Kickstarter. Yeah, do like a little cup. And we'll, we'll, we'll put it on Twitter. And maybe all the UK fans can like set up a fund and like mm-hmm. donate to the fund of Get Peter Cards to England for such and such week fund. Like Eddie Hearn and Sky Sports love boxing. They, they seem to love me. They like me calling their fights. Maybe for the next big card. I think it's uh, August 29th or was it September 12th. I think Eddie's got a big card. I might get called up for one of those. Okay. Maybe we can start a Get Peter Cards to the UK fund so that you can, you can take off a week from work. And actually, not lose money, right? And not lose your job, okay? And and then come to the UK with me, if we and did. then we can actually do the show from the UK, and we can have like guests, like random fans as guests. Uh, that sounds awesome. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Let me let me parlay this real quick because oh, you love parlays. Thank you. You sure do. Can I, <laughs> boom? <laughs> if we get this fund going, can I take the fund, throw it on a lock? Then fly there and gamble my balls off the whole week while well, that's the thing. I mean live. That's you know. the thing. I don't think they're gonna no. be donating for your game. No, 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 no. I'm trying to Especially double like up. your locks aren't really locks. No, no. Lose, you still have to go with that money. Yeah, right. that's the thing. once no, you once you actually once we commit to, to get, you going to get, once we commit to you going, if you gamble the money away, it doesn't matter. You no, because you now. know now you have to pay out of yeah, your yeah. pocket. Because you know once I get there, all right, I'm there. Now I gotta drink at night. Party at night, but all the UK people they love that shit. Right, they're, that's what I'm they're saying. big party animals over there. That costs money. So if I, if yeah, I they're big party drinks, animals. Yeah. UK people know how to party. One thing UK people know how to do is have a good time. 
Oh, of course. You kidding mm-hmm. me? We had a blast. When, well, you didn't have a blast. You were sleeping the whole time. And well, training. when you were there, well, yeah. unfortunately, yeah, we were actually there for one of my fights. Uh, so well, we I good. had a blast. Nah, thank you. I remember David Hay, like, do you want to go out? I was like, I can't leave the hotel, unfortunately, but it was fun. Remember we watched uh, the final? Uh, yeah, the Champions League final. Cristiano Ronaldo. It was uh, Manchester United and Real Madrid. I mean, not Manchester United and uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. And uh, coincidentally, we were in Manchester, so we it was a big deal. Manchester. What about the week before when, we, when you watched the Europa League final? And they got into a fight. The guys got into a, into a fight in the bar. Remember that? <laughs> they were telling Remember me that? the story. No, they were telling me the story. Oh, yeah. The, they had a black... Wait, so... The Europa League final was the week before. It was Glasgow Rangers, right? Against somebody the else. The Rangers versus, like, uh, Zenit or something? something yeah. yeah. Zenit versus the Rangers, yeah, 2008 right? Europa League final. It's not, not, not recalling exact teams, but it was a UK team in the final. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, no. Yeah. Well, one of them was. Well, yeah, they but were rooting for the same team. Everybody no, was rooting for the, the same. The problem team. was in in Manchester where they were, they had this these big monitors, big TV, so everybody could watch the game. Now, you're from Manchester. You're not rooting for these teams. They started a riot. There was a blackout, and the TV went out. People started rioting, and when the people that were working at the bar were telling me this, they were laughing because. Nobody's cheering for that team. What are you <laughs> fighting about? Well, it was the final. <laughs> but but you're, it's not well, your team. Well, well, if you're Bowl. watching a Super Bowl and your <laughs> TV goes out, you're going to be pissed. But why am I fighting with you? If like, All right, if the Giants aren't in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and the yeah. Wieners are playing the horns, uh, who cares, right? Yeah, and the game goes off. The We're game not gonna goes stop. off. We're not gonna stop why am I going to stop fighting with you? I don't know. Maybe you what? complained and you didn't like to hear. Maybe you complained and I didn't like to hear your complaints. So I told I'm already pissed that the TV's off, and yeah. I tell yo, shut up. Right. I don't want to hear your complaints. It's bad enough the TV's off, and you tell me you probably tell me who you telling to shut up. And when we fist fight, that's probably what. So happens. do you think, add a little bit of alcohol in the mix? Right. So do you? And, think, and they started brawling. So do you think when the Niners and the Ravens, when they had that electricity, the the generator, the during yeah, Super Bowl, yeah, two years. You ago, think yeah. at sports bars people just started brawling, no, even though that they wasn't because that wasn't the place. That was the actual stadium. Yeah, that right. was the actual stadium. Yeah. But I'm saying, what's the point of fighting if you? It's not even your team. Like I can understand you like, oh, we were beating you until this the, blackout. The point so of fighting I'm, is the point of fighting is that you're missing the action. You uh, see, during the blackout in the Super Bowl, I nobody was missing the game. They couldn't continue playing. If the bar you're in blacks out, the game's going on without you actually watching it. Yeah, why you're, you punch miss- that you're missing the game. Because he tried to charge me double. <laughs> it's principle. You just had a discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that would have went well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gabby. Listen, so, so what happened? So they started brawling. That was the Europa League they, final. So we were there for the Champions League final, which is the week after, I think. And it was uh, United versus Chelsea. It was actually a good game, and it ended up in the shootout. Remember they had the one Chelsea fan? He was getting it. Yeah. He was poor getting bastard. <laughs> and he almost won, too. If John Terry didn't slip yeah, on the penalty kick, they would have won. It was like moist um, it was field. It was yeah. raining. A banana peel. Yeah. Dude, John Terry of all people. Didn't he, like, sleep with people's wives? Nah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was Wayne Bridge, yeah. I was kind of messed up. Okay. Man. So, um... We're against that on the show, right? Yeah. No, well, if it's your teammate, that's yeah, kind of messed that's up, not dude. Nice. I can't respect that. I so. don't like to sleep with anybody's wife, let alone my teammate. That but, movie uh, Major League, right? With uh, Ricky Vaughn? <laughs> Honestly, the way, I look Jimmy at, Vaughan. the way I look at it, though, the way I look at it is he did, he did Wayne Bridge a favor. Wayne Bridge is remarried now. He's much happier. You Absolutely. Know? If you're married yeah. to a slob like that, I was going to sleep with your it's, teammate. It's hard. You don't want to find out that she's a slob that way, but at least you found out she's a You're better off. You don't have to live the rest of your life. Knowing she was a slob, you got, Thank you got, you. You got yeah, no kids with her. Got, I think he had a daughter with her. That's oh. what made him messed up. I think he had a, had a kid with her. 
Son of a anyway. And Jason Terry's hideous. No, not Jason Terry. Tell- John Terry. John Terry. <laughs> Jason Terry plays basketball. Jason Terry, yeah. Well. John Jason Terry. Terry had the biggest balls ever. He had a tattoo of the trophy, NBA yeah, trophy. Yeah, look, and now we wound up on Jason Terry from the NBA. Before Imagine. he won it. I'm just saying. <laughs> we go on tangents. You know what I'm saying? He won that. He I sure did. I remember. And then they won this championship. I remember. Wow. Jason Terry. Who's Be- better looking? Jason Terry or John Terry? Um, All the women out there, who do you think is better looking? Well, Jesus, Terry, Ter- Jack, Terry. Or Terry Norris. Oh, Terry Norris. You know uh, Terry wins. Terry no, Norris wins. You know who I think is better Here's looking? He's a handsome guy, oh. Terry Norris. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> oh! Boom! <laughs> Caitlyn, you hot Hey-o. bitch. What an idiot. What? What? Caitlyn Jenner? What are you mad at him? Yeah, he do what he wants. No, but I don't like the name Caitlyn. He should have got more creative. You know, if you're going to go for You the just said, let him do what he wants. You know, you, you're her. wrong. Let her. Let her do what Whatever. she wants. Sorry. Now it's a her. Yeah. All right. But she still has it. The so little, she, yeah. You got the thing. Does he? Does he little uh, grandkids. So what do you can? You can, you, you can actually call him a he and a she. Yeah. Or her. Yeah, right? he, or he, she. Yeah, like, you know, he's got the option. He can... He can tell tra- you one of them trans testicles, right? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> like Dice used to say, trans ventricles. <laughs> what do you flip a coin in the morning? I, I think you should have got more creative. Caitlin is a bit too extreme. Not even that. What about his grandkids? Where's grandpa? Is, is grandma there grandpa. she is. Is he oh, grandma yeah. or grandpa? Now? That's that's good. Is, yeah. is, is grandpa taking us out to play golf? And grandma? No, grandma can't because now she wears heels. Come on. Yeah. Are you guys into this shit? Are I'm you supporting it? In other words, like in Goodfellas, in other, in other words, you condone that stuff. Nah. Oh, oh, oh. Kissing that King Cole? Listen, I don't want to end up kissing <laughs> fucking that King Cole over here. <laughs> in other words, you condone it. Oh, Henry. Henry. I wind up kissing fucking that King Cole. Saying, I understand what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> He's very talented. Leave it at that. He was very talented. Listen, your whole life you ate Wheaties. You should have been eating Fruit Loops. Oh, okay? God. Uh. Come on. <laughs> guys, guy was one what of the wrong with you? guy was one of the what greatest athletes in the world. He's now he's still, but he's not. Gay. He's still a great athlete, and he's, he's still, not gay. He's in still, heels, he's gonna run. He's gonna go running. Well, he's oh, not. I'm be sure he's gonna race. Put, he probably would. Probably, 100%. <laughs> I'll take Caitlyn or Bruce Jenner over you in a race any day. <laughs> Damn, that's me? bad for me, right? I gotta get oh, back yeah. in the gym, me? bro. I'll punch him. I'll heels. punch her in the face, Caitlin though. Caitlyn in heels. Can't say I hit a woman. I'll punch her in the face, though. Caitlyn and Caitlyn. I will punch her right in the face. Get out of your Porsche. I'm not going to try and look up you your skirt like we would do all the other women celebrities. Look at the perv. Look at this. Uh, you know, we always try to sneak that, you know, like the paparazzi always tries to sneak that picture. Yeah. You would, like if you're a paparazzi, if you're TMZ, you're going to try to sneak that picture. You want to see his little freaking mushroom hanging onto the side? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. Hey, Caitlin, can you get out of the car one more time? That's the weirdest thing about it is that he's, he still likes women. So now right, he's, right, now right. He's, the he's, guy was a beast. I, I, I don't I don't understand. Specimen. I don't understand it. That's kind of weird. That I don't weird. understand. That's it. what's the, that's, that's unusual to me. I don't understand because you know the you know I remember uh, when I went to Liverpool in 1998 on an amateur boxing trip. Winds up being in the hotel and I didn't know who he was at the time. I was Boy George. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! And everybody's like, Ma, but I'm Boy George. But he's dressed as a woman, but he like guys. So you know it makes sense. You're dressed as a woman, you like guys. Okay, you know what? You know, you I can see how that makes sense. Right. Sure. If you're Caitlyn Jenner and you still like women, I can't see how. That makes sense. You trying to look like a woman? Is he? It's, he always it's felt. Unusual. He always. I don't know. So like you want to be a? Uh, you want to be a, a lesbian? Yeah. You want to be a lesbian? You're a lesbian. works. He's, he's, a but he's not. But when the pants come down, he's he's a man. He's just still a man. Yeah, it's right. weird. I, I don't know. I think it's a bit too complicated for us to understand. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a above, little too it's deep. Above our I just yeah. look at it this way: you're sixty something years old. You're going to be a saggy old woman. So That's does, when he you like, no, does he like? Does he like? So does he like body? And then wait, now you you so know he, you couldn't so tough it out for another. 
25 so, years so, and okay, just die a okay. man? No, 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 no. Come so, on. He, no, no, man. He, he still likes women. So in that case, does he like Kelly Maloney? Oh. Caitlyn Jenner and Kelly Maloney. Wow. A, a formerly Frank Maloney. Whoa. No? You just made a matchmaker. No, 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 no. You're like no, million dollar matchmaker, no, bro. Think about That's think great. About because Kelly Maloney technically is now a woman. Yeah. But uh, oh, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, Seth, we got to tell Seth. Formerly known as Frank Maloney, the promo boxing promoter from England, oh, big time boxing Lewis. promoter back in the day. But big he, time. Did he chop it? Yeah, everything. Everything. He's straight up woman. Wow. So he technically it was a woman. once. It was once a bloke, mate. Once a bloke. Now I got called a top bloke a few times. You are England. a top bloke. <laughs> I got called a top bloke a few times last week. I love getting nice. called a top bloke. Feel free to hashtag me top bloke anytime, my UK friends. Anytime. Now I'm trying to make a match over here. So he's 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 not going out with Kim Kardashian's mom anymore, even though he still likes women. Well, they're married. Right. They weren't going out. They, well, they, they were married. married so they're for they're 20 divorced. Years. They're divorced. Yeah, they're divorced. They're divorced. They do beautiful kids. They're divorced too. now. Take it easy. Yeah. You can get arrested just for thinking that. No, not anymore, kid. Oh, they're no. older. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would I would lick your asshole to get to this. <laughs> oh. Really? You go to those extremes just to get to this? Are you kidding I just, me? I just threw yeah. it in my mouth. Well, bit. you know what it is. It, it, it's it's what are you willing to go through? To, throw to get up that on my hot face. face, you know, so that's what Pete's willing to go through to get that hot girl. I had a guy say, you so Kendall Jenner is it Kendall? So you lick you lick Seth's asshole uh, to get the Kendall Jenner. I lick Kanye's asshole to get the Kendall. You as can't. long as Kendall's the reward at the end. Scott Disick. <laughs> Lord this thing Hey Lord Bend over you know What, what a reward though you know right? But at the end If you manage to do it Then you get Kendall For the night Or Kendall. what is it How long would you How long would you have To have Kendall for To, to lick sets It wouldn't last More than a few minutes With me yeah. And you'd still And you'd still be like You're gonna need to Use some mouthwash Or something Okay so what if you had To lick sets ass oh, For like two hours To get Kendall For five minutes Would it still be worth it Probably <laughs> Just for those five minutes <laughs> When you're fat like me And you've been out of the game for a while Sorry, sorry babe I'm, I'm, I'm with you now She, she listen to the show? <laughs> yeah I hope Alyssa's not listening to the show Our apologies uh, to Alyssa Peter's fiance uh, Ugh, The things she gotta deal with I'm sorry oh, for you. She knows Dude. me very long <laughs> Naturally She Naturally. knew you were an animal she knew. Alyssa this she is knew. the best you can do She knew This is it You're an animal <laughs> She know you're an animal. You're an animal. Well, well, I bet he's got a soft side at home. I bet he's, yeah. got, he's got a soft side. Oh, yeah, real soft. My belly is soft. <laughs> Anybody watch Raging Bull knows exactly what we're talking about. You're an animal. You're an animal. She Naturally, know. she knew. Being with you, a roll over. Hit me harder. Hit me harder. Yeah. <laughs> you punch like a take it up the ass. Make me harder. Hit me harder. Anyway. <clears throat> so, moving on. Moving on to some other more serious news. Unfortunately, we have some somber news from the NHL playoffs. New York Rangers got eliminated. Oh. Luckily, I was in England. I got to be honest. When I went, when I left for England, the series was three two, and I kind of was saying, you know what, man? Am I glad? Am I glad that at three games to two, I'm out of town because I don't think we're gonna go to Tampa and win Game Six. We're gonna get eliminated this week, so at least I'm distracted with my UK friends and fans. I don't have to get depressed because if I was in New York after such a great season the Rangers had to not win the Stanley Cup, it would kind of depress me, you know. So I left. What did the Rangers do? Lo and behold, they win game six in Tampa. Ask it. And in typical Ranger fashion, they get you excited just to bring, give you a huge letdown. And that's the story of being a New York Rangers fan. And they come to for the For all my fellow New York Rangers fans. Where in game sevens, they're they like They have the, set, the stage set. Seven and oh in game sevens at home in Madison Square Garden. Right. But they're like Stage is set. They, won, they did the tough part, by, they did the tough part by, by going on the road and winning game six in an elimination game. And what do the Rangers do? They play like they forgot they had a game. They played like they forgot they had a game. I mean, in Game 7, I think the Rangers thought they were playing the next night. 
I don't think the Rangers realized Game Seven was that night. Was was last Thursday night? I mean, they played like they didn't even know they had a game that night. I, I think they had like eleven shots on net the first two periods combined. It was crazy. Oh, well. How do you score five five zero seven zero? To me, I'm not a big hockey guy, but that doesn't make any sense to me. So inconsistent. Yeah. In- inconsistent. inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, bro. I it's just, uh, it's so frustrating. I'm sorry for your loss. And that's the and that's it's the horrible. It's brutal. And that's the the frustration of being a New York Rangers. Changes fan. It reminds are me get of made. being reminds me of being a Red Sox fan back in the day. But at least the Red Sox broke through. Oh, it is it's tough, you know. Where you they have a love affair, wow. and the Red Sox have had had so many good teams, and they could never pull out a yeah. World Series. Remember how many good teams the Red Sox used to have? I mean, they were in the World Series so many times. There's so many good teams, but they never put it together. And here's the frustration of loving a team like that. And the Rangers sort of like that too, which is why '94 was so special because. Just give you so many good teams through the years, and they just don't put it together. And '94 was like a special year oh. where they put it together, what did Uncle and then ever since say? again. I mean, dude, we won the President's Trophy. What did Uncle Darryl We won say? the President's Trophy three years ago. Then we got to the finals last year. I think we were like a five seed, and we lost. We got to win the President's Trophy three years ago. No, we win the we didn't win the President's Trophy. I'm sorry. Three years ago, we were the number one seed in the East, but we didn't win the President's Trophy. We lost to the Devils in the Conference Finals. Last year, we reached the finals. We lost to the Kings. In 92, I remember we won the President's Trophy and lost to the Penguins. This year, we win the President's Trophy and lose to the Lightning. I mean, 94 was the only year we put it together. I mean, so many teases. So many teases. It's tough, man. It's crazy. Didn't your Uncle Dario say that as when you were a kid? Yeah, when I was a kid. The President's Trophy was the yeah, biggest Yeah, oh jinx. yeah. The President's Trophy was a big jinx when I was a kid. Everybody used to say, don't win the President's Trophy. It was a big jinx and you're not going to win. And the Rangers won the President's Trophy in 94. And I, I believe the jinx too because in 92, we won the President's Trophy and we got eliminated. So I, in 94, I was like, man. We're so good, though. It's like, no way this President's Trophy jinx can kill us. And it didn't. We were that good. 94, we were that good. We had the solid stars, and we had solid solid veterans on that team. And, yeah, we were really good this year. I got to be honest, man. It just, nobody put it together in the playoffs. Honestly, we we traded a couple years ago. We traded Marion Gabryk in the Rick Nash deal. Yep. How much better would Marion Gabryk be playing if under Alain Vigneault? We had an idiot who did not coach him with that the John Tortorella. He's a very good was, coach. It's just a different a good coach with a different system. Yeah. And the system the system of Vigneault with a guy like Gabrick on the team, who actually gets in there, gets it, is not afraid to get his hands dirty in the playoffs. Listen, I love Rick Nash. He gave us a great season this year. But come on, bro. I mean, he didn't show up in the playoffs. No, not at all. He didn't show up in the playoffs. Like I said, take ten goals away. I would have rather had Gabbert. I would have rather had Gabbert than Nash. Sure. I would have rather kept Gabbert. I rather have. Like this, I would have rather had me when I was thirteen years old playing hockey uh, than Nash. On a team like this. On a team like this. You were good back then, right? I was pretty good. Yeah. On a so frustrating, man. Oh, I mean, I hope we we can put it together again next year. I mean, we still got some some pretty solid young players on the team. We got a lot of playoff experience on this team now. I mean, all you can hope for is that uh, you know we don't ruin we don't ruin this generation of great players by not winning a Stanley Cup, especially somebody like Henry Lund- Lundqvist, Lundqvist, who deserved one more than anything else. I mean, the best goal I've ever seen on the Rangers have you know overall in the NHL. I think I've only seen, in my opinion, I think I've only seen Dominic Hasek be a more dominant goalie than than uh than uh, Henrik Lundqvist. And you're going to say, oh, no, Patrick well, Wine, Brodeur were great goalies at one Stanley Cups. They were, but they had some supporting cast as well. Right, right, right. You right. know, Lundqvist is an amazing deal. Hashik was an amazing deal with no supporting cast. Right. Uh, Lundqvist is in the same situation with, with, a, with a, not, I wouldn't say no supporting cast, but a poor supporting cast in a lot of ways, you know? The defense is not... Like, yeah. You know. I mean, guys like Brodeur and Wow, amazing goaltenders. Amazing goaltenders, but... They had a great. They had. They were part of some great teams, man. Chris I mean, Osgood had a great I mean, team. Yeah, Chris Osgood. Osgood. I don't even. Osgood is a solid goaltender. But I don't rate Osgood no, as good as no. those those guys. But he know, had so many, many so, so many stars. Uh, rings. But Montreal when Wah was on them, and then Colorado when Wah was on them, and Brodeur through those Devils years. I mean, 
that was some team. Those were some teams. I mean, you got a great goaltender, but you also got some team. I mean, how are you not going to win the Stanley Cup several times, you know? Yeah, and Grant Fuhr, when he was on Edmonton, yep. he was on Edmonton. I mean, yeah, Grant Fuhr was solid, too, though. Call yourself the king, you got to win, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. But you can't, it can't be on your shoulders. You're not scoring the goals. No, you're not, you're not scoring, you're not the, goals. scoring the goals, and he didn't give himself that I mean, name. He, they got <laughs> shut out. <laughs> they got shut out twice. in game five and game seven. What, right. you, what do you want the guy to do? He keeps you there every time. He keeps oh, you yeah. there, man. No, he's I mean, like I said, the way they played in game seven was horrible. I mean, at least in game five, we started out good. And like I was actually telling Peter, uh, I was telling Peter, I was like, "Yo, we we're playing too good to not score." I mean, this is the way hockey goes. If you get all these chances, you don't score. You end up getting scored on. And in Game Screw Five, it. that's what happened. We end up getting scored momentum. on. We lost two nothing. But it wasn't the oh. case in Game Seven. Yo, in Game Seven, we played like we didn't know we had a game. Like 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 they knocked on on the hotel room door for the Rangers. They were like, "Yo, guys." Come on, get on the bus. Everybody's like, what? We got a game tonight? Get your and shirts just, and your shirts. Yeah, and they just got on there, put their skates on, and got on the ice and played. Because, I mean, there was no, nothing was in sync for game seven. It was crazy. There's no excuse for that. You're the best team in the NHL this year. There's no excuse for that. Having said that, who wins the Stanley Cup, guys? Ain't nobody who, got who time wins, for that. Who wins the Stanley Cup? Uh, Blackhawks. Black yeah, you like, made me a believer. I was I was going against yeah. them the most time. Seriously, I mean, Peter had so many of his locks in the first round. He kept taking Nashville, uh, the the Predators, right? Yeah. He kept taking the Predators over the Blackhawks. I'm okay. like, bro. And, and then took, and then you what, had what, Anaheim what, what? last series. You actually took Anaheim last series. I told you. I told. But I t- Peter wait. last series goes to me, bro. If we play Anaheim in the finals, it's gonna be really tough. First of all, thank God he didn't jinx everything by by saying if we play Anaheim in the finals. Well, he did jinx. Meantime, it. the Rangers, no other Rangers, nor Anaheim got to the finals. Now, thank God, he, thank God you didn't jinx us when you said that. And fault, I said, bro, bro. don't count see, out Chicago. They got two no, Stanley see, Cups in the last few see, last four now years. See, here we go again. What? He's always pointing out the negatives. What? What is it? He Both. doesn't want to give credit where credit is due. You're a little out of line yourself. You're a little, little out of line, line, line now. What happened? You're a little out of line. You always what talk about my losers. What happened? A little bit. Don't judge me on your lo- your Thank winners. You. Judge me on your losers because you have so few. so few. Is that what it is? That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> if you watch <laughs> my Wall Street quote, like so if you watch me and and our listeners listen, go ahead. What is it? I said the Rangers are going to be over in every game, which almost was in Tampa in the Tampa series. Yeah. Thank Except you. Except when they didn't score. When the Rangers decided they weren't going to score, then the games were not over. Okay. Actually, and which is two times. Okay, two times out of seven. Okay, uh, you you tell me another game below that wins five goes five and two. Okay, okay yeah. all right, thank you. Yeah, all right. Well, you took the Rangers every game. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, five and two, and I'm then, doubling and up three, on and three and four. Thank you, because you took the Rangers every game, all seven games. You took the right, Rangers. and Anaheim, I won oh. three games. You know, but you were three. Yeah, but that means you were six and eight in the no, conference finals. Because I didn't bet every game. No, you didn't. All right, you the Rangers every game. I didn't take Anaheim in Chicago. You didn't. No, come on. Let's call a spade a spade here. You want to just point them out. But you took them in game seven, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> you <did>. uh, yeah. <laughs> Minus one. And I took the over again. Uh, you split. You don't count the splits. Okay. All right. Well, splits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, splitsville. Okay, that's, it's true. That's, a lot. that's two losses in game seven. That's bad. You parlayed that shit? No, no, I just took him straight so up. So you, yeah, you actually had three losses in Game 7 because you know he had the over in Game 7 for the Rangers, too. So yes. You, you did have the over. <laughs> He's I actually 1-3 in three in Game 7s. He- both Game 7s. The Blackhawks, I had the over, and I had Anaheim. So I split. The Rangers, I lost both. Rangers, uh, So you actually 1-3. Hypothetically, I lost. Hypothetically, yeah. If you were a gambler, hypothetically, those were, those were the opposite of locks. Oh, you think we're going to get uh, audited on the show or something? 
You know, no, we don't promote. We're we don't promote we're, gambling. We're yeah. Italian. Uh, it's, true. it's not a gambling they, podcast. Is we're, it? Right. we're under a microscope because of our last name. Thank you. <laughs> you, well, you should use my name. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. Name and Marcus. <laughs> from, Hell, are you kidding me? From Nyman to the bank. From Nyman to, to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. L'chaim, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Mazel. <laughs> so, Let's that's that. We'll take a break. We're gonna. We got so much more we to talk got about. Lot, we got the yeah. FIFA corruption. We got my Twitter going crazy with senior citizens calling me out. Fights that We're, happened last week. Fights weekend. that happened. We got a lot to talk about. We'll be back after this. We'll be right back with the heavyweight champ of the world, Deontay Wilder. You're listening to former two-time world champion Paulie Malinashi from Brooklyn to the world. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Introducing Pauly. Pauly Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. Malinaji. This is Pauly Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. WBC. We're back, Pauly Malinaji. Peter Cards, Brooklyn to the world. We have our first guest. Woo! Our first guest ever on the show. And damn, is this some guest? Quite the guest. WBC heavyweight champion, Deontay Wilder. The champ is here. Deontay, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? All good here, man. Just ready to do what I do best, and that's get in the ring and punish. That sound like sound like you're uh, focused and ready to go, champ. Bro, focused and ready to go. How? Tell me, how exciting is it? Not only to have won the title, but to be able to defend it at home. Man, it's very exciting. It's very exciting, you know, especially when you you set for goals and you accomplish those goals, and especially when when you have so many things that's going against you, and you just overcome adversity and everything. You know, it's crazy how you can you can think about something, you can speak it in existence, and you can hope and dream for things to happen. Because sometimes things don't happen as planned, it, but. It always come around at its own time. I do believe in, in 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 timing. You know, everybody has his own time. It don't come when you want it, but it's always on time, especially when you believe in your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you know, just when I when I had a plan of becoming the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, I got one part of it. I became the heavyweight champ, but I still want that undisputed. But I also had a plan and 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 carry Alabama Alabama on my back as well too. And that plan has been going great. You know, now I get an opportunity to to uh, to defend my 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 title the first time. You know, in in my my own state, you know, not a lot of fighters get an opportunity to fight on state or, or to fight on state. I'm blessed to be able to, and this is history as well too, because this is the first title bout in any division in the sport of boxing to be to uh, to be fought, and um, I'll make history come June the 13th. And it's just a blessing, man. Overall, just an all-time blessing. I'm excited. That's well, great, champ. That's that, awesome. that, that, that thing I was thinking about. You're like your own franchise in Alabama. I mean, they got they got the Crimson Tide. And they got Deontay Wilder. I mean, how's the yeah. how's that support been? I mean, I don't know how exciting it is, it is for you to be uh, to bring the title back to your hometown, uh, to your home state, and defend it. And, and that's exciting for, on a personal level for you. But how excited has the fans been? How 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 has the support been since you've been back and and been heavyweight champion? And uh, how how are they looking forward to to this title defense, the first title defense? Oh my God! The excitement from the fans has been crazy. Like I can't I can't go nowhere, man. It's, you know, you definitely have to have patience. Uh, for for the deal with people, and you know, as people have encountered 
with me, they know that I'm a people's person. So it, it really doesn't bother me. I can understand that if a person is not a people's person and how it to irritate them and bother them like a day after day is the same thing. People bother you. And sometimes, you know, we're, we're all human and we still have our own lives personally and stuff like that. And sometimes we go through things at times and sometimes you just don't want to be bothered, you know. But, um, you know, me, you know, I suck it up because it's part of the job and I, I deal with the people. So they come up to me every day, all walks of life of people just come up to me, man, just talk. And I just sit back and talk to them like if I've known them, you know, that's just my personality. So they're super, they're, they're super excited about this fight. That's all they're talking about. I'm on all the billboards all over. You know, um, and I just got the, the thing about, you know, thing about me, I got the state behind me. I'm representing the state. I'm a blessing to the state of Alabama. You know, they said uh, Deontay's number one, Alabama football number two now because <laughs> football is on the nation. Let's, be, let's face it, football is on the nationwide. Right. I think it's a worldwide right. event. And, you, and you, you're the heavyweight you champion you of the world. Yeah. And I'm the heavyweight champion of the world too. People's so champ, you know, champ as well. <laughs> Let me ask you this: I mean, being where you're from, do the, do like the farmers and the cows have like Team Wilder shirts on and stuff? <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> you know you wouldn't nah, be saying well, that know, if Deontay you, was in the room right now. No, no, no. You know that. Uh, no. <laughs> Don't worry, Deontay. You take it up with Pete when you see him, man. I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you remember? You remember the last time we hung out? NBA All Star Weekend. <laughs> you remember Pete yeah, from NBA yeah, All Star Weekend? Yeah, I told yeah, I remember, you. Man. We had a blast, man. Yeah, and I told you, I said my horn is bigger than yours, and you were like, "You losing that one, bro?" Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I told you. I told you. Let me let me get warmed up. I'll put my shoe on the on the end of it first. <laughs> this, this, this isn't this isn't oh, a kids rated uh, podcast, champ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, yo, champ, they were calling this. You know, last week we were building up for you for you because we, you know, we were hoping that we were going to get you in here on the phone. But they mm. were saying <clears throat> they were calling us the Alabama Slammer, and I said mm. that sounds like a porno, man. And I feel bad for yeah. the dude. I feel bad for the dude if it's a porno or a fight because you know either way he's fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How how, 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 how how much do you know about your opponent, uh, Molina? Have you seen him fight? Uh, uh, any, anything? Uh, and why was was it Molina that was picked? You know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of people wanted to see you and Tyson Fury and you and a couple of other names. Give give, give us a little insight as to why Molina and, and what's your plans are for defending the heavyweight title in the future without obviously looking past uh, Mr. Molina and, and this title defense. Right, you know, um, I, I haven't seen much about Molina. You know, I know his, his height, his, his, his size, and, and stuff like that. He seems like a, a interesting character. You know, he, he comes to bring it. Um, uh, you know, I'm just I'm gonna I'm find out if it's, if his his bark is big as his bite. That's for sure. Come um, June the 13th, everybody has a nice talk, but. You know, uh, we have, we we said for a, a lot of people. You know, sometimes people can can price themselves out or or kind of can demand themselves so much instead of. We always say, either you want the money or the opportunity, and you know, and um, and most people are just in it for the wrong reason, looking for the money, not in the pursuit of trying their hopes of really actually thinking that I'm gonna grab this belt. And Molina just had, you know, it was just different character about himself that he really, really, really believed that he he, he can come in behind enemy lines and, and take my belt, you know, and um so, you know, with without any hesitation, without any questions, without even like pricing himself out with nothing or having a ridiculous request, you know, I heard it was no problem with him, you know. Of course we wanted I wanted my first time defense with with Tyson Fury and stuff like that, but his team has a whole nother plan. You know, they they want the clear goals and they said that's what they wanted. 
and we're really brief about it and, and straightforward to it. And, um, you know, you can do nothing but respect that. You know, I understand when a, when a team has a plan and no matter who comes at you at all angles, you know, you stick with that plan because that's what we did with my career. You know, it took me it took me a while to get where I am, and we but we stuck with our plan, and I respect it. I understand that all things gonna happen in this right time and time. And like I said again, I'm a man of timing. I believe everything is gonna happen when it's time for it to happen. So that's how Molina came aboard, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I didn't ask too much questions. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to get back in the ring, test out this hand again, and I'm ready to defend my title. Let's bring whoever you know. He's in the he's in the he's in the top of the uh, uh, top ten of of, of the, the WBC, and uh, here he is. That's how we got him. There you go. There you go. And I'm sure Molina. You know, like you said, people talk and people have a game plan. Like the great Mike Tyson said, you could have a game plan and talk all you want until you get punched in the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. It's a whole different story, then. And, <laughs> and, uh, and plus, you know what it is, champ. Anybody that fights for the world title, be the heavyweight title, or any other weight, you know. Um, you know they're they're gonna bring their best. So regardless of yeah. what Molina, um, what people know about Molina, you know you're gonna see the best of uh, Eric Molina come uh, June 13th. And um, you know people understand that this is a lifelong dream to fight for the championship of the world. So you you understand what that feeling is like from your last fight going into your last fight, and you understood the motivation that you had going into the last fight. So you always, when it's time to defend it, you are always fighting against guys with that same type of motivation. So the focus becomes even uh, even stronger when you got to defend the title because everybody's trying to knock you off that throne. So I'm sure as a champion you understand that, and you know these are experiences that uh that you know will, will fortify your status as a as a world heavyweight champion and of course bring you those other big names and whatnot you got to respect the 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 game planning of tyson fury wanting to go the other in another route but at the same time uh, i'm sure the your paths will cross at a certain point i have no doubt about that most definitely i mean if he if he keeps winning i have uh, i have uh uh, I have no doubt that I'm gonna keep winning, and we 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 don't have no choice but to meet. You know, that's that's what anybody, you know, how it is. Sometimes when you're at the top as well, too, that you don't want to risk it. I'm a, I'm a I'm a young raging bull. I'm still young raging. I'm still not even in my prime yet. You know, I started this sport very young, uh, very uh, very old very late. in my career. Yeah, very late. Yeah, we would call it. And um, I haven't taken any punishment or nothing. So you're you know, fresh, I'm, I'm 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 man. I'm, I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm mastering my skill, the my style of a fighter. I understand stuff so much better now than I was last year, the last year before. And it, it is, it's crazy how I can see things or I can think before my fight or I can move or I know he's going to attack and I can get out of the way. Just, just different little things, man. It's just only making me a, a better fighter as time goes on because I'm always dedicating my, myself to this sport. I'm always in the gym. I'm not the type of person that, that waits until I have a fight to get in the gym to get in shape. I tell people all the time what I say I really mean. When I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym. I put shape on top of shape and that's what made prevail, made me different, sitting me aside from all the other fighters. A lot of fighters say, oh, I ran 10 miles, I really, but how realistic are they when they say, but when I speak, when I say I'm in the gym, I, I treat this as a 9 to 5, that's really my word, and that's how, that's how, that's what makes me, you know, stand out among all the other guys, because, you know, I feel like the, the judge is going to be in that ring, you really get judged on that judgment day, if you really if you're really doing what you speak that you're doing. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm a, I'm excited, man. God bless my ability and talent to get up in there, and I'm just ready to get up in there. And not only that, I'm ready to, to uh, uh, often, I told people once I become a, uh, a champion, I want to be an active champion. So uh, we're looking forward to not only this, but come back again in December, then come back again. I mean, come back again in September, then come back in December, if January or something like that. 
I want to keep going, man. Bring him back to the Mike Tyson days, man. When Mike Tyson uh, defended man. the title every few months, man. Uh, I, used yes, to, I think that's part of the reason. I think that's part of the reason why people used to be so excited about Mike Tyson. They used to see him so often, uh, even when he was world cha- heavyweight champion and defending the title every few months. And uh, you know, he was always in people's living room, so to speak, uh, in that regard, and it made him a, a household name and made him a big name. And always with these highlight reel type of knockouts. So I think that goes a long way in uh, in, in the marketing plan, even for you, Deontay. And I think uh, I think that's a good that's a good uh, good way to approach the the, the schedule and uh, and the marketability that, you, you, that you really have. Now I, I want to make a comment on going back on 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 the work ethic that you have you know I, I truly want people to understand that you know there's something that you showed and it was in the Bermain Stavern fight you know up until then you were saying the same thing about how you know you work hard and people are going to one day see and people are going to one day see and coincidentally it came in the in the fight where you had to win the heavyweight title it was well you had to go 12 rounds you didn't get the guy out of there right away you had a stubborn guy who stood there in front of you and uh, it was clear to see that you always train for 12 rounds. You, you breeze through those 12 rounds. You stuck with a game plan. When we were speaking out about game plans earlier, you stuck with a game plan. You did not stray from the game plan. And I think that's important for a guy who's acquiring experience as he's going along, as he's coming up the ladder. And it's something you clearly showed us. And, uh, definitely, definitely. And I, I, I want to also go into one more thing. You got new, some New York flavor on your team and Mark Breland, but when are we going to see the heavyweight mm. champ defend the title in New York? I know you got love for your home yeah, state. Man. I know you got love for your home state, but you got to have some love for New York with Mark Breland in your corner. So when, you, yeah, when are we going to see the heavyweight champ defend it in New York? Most definitely, Paul. I'm looking to defend it all over. You know, um, I, I would love to, uh, you know, uh, we had the people at Barclays Center, they, they were highly demanding me to come out there. You know, I wouldn't mind, um, def- def- mind defending also at the, the Masters of Garden. I mean, we had all the former champions of all champions have, have put, in that, put their name on there. So I want to put my name on history there as well, too. Um, so um, we'll, we'll definitely be out there as well, too. But it was only right that uh, I get my first title defense back home, that's for sure. And then after that, you know, everything is open. And I wanted to, I wanted to make this history first and foremost and then make history everywhere else, you know. So I'm looking forward to, to going all over, just the world in general, to you gotta, defending you, my title. you got to give love to your roots first, and that, that's always commendable. And obviously uh, defending the title at the Mecca where, where the greats have defended their titles and won their titles at Madison Square Garden. But but also being the first heavyweight champion to defend the title in Barclays Center, I don't, I don't think we've mm-hmm. had a, 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 a heavyweight world championship fight in Barclays Center, that, and that in and of itself to be the first to do that as well. So you'll be, you'll be the first in, uh, in Alabama, and you'll be the first in, uh, in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So you got, you got an opportunity to make, do a lot of firsts here with this title reign, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll see many of those as well. Deontay, yo, man, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Hold on, I'm not, I'm not done with him yet. What? Come on, bro. What do you got? I'm not listening. Yo, we got Deontay. a chance, got a train. I know. You know, you know how annoying it gets when you got that half hour interview when, you, when you're a king. You listen, know how it gets. Listen, don't get, don't get him. But you know how I'm it is. I'm talking to my boy. Champ. I'm talking to my boy, Deontay, bro. You got to do me a favor, champ. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yo, do me a favor. What's champ. that? You got you to gotta beat up Tyson Fury. If you can't get him in the ring because he's scared, then just whoop his ass for me somewhere else because he's just annoying. I don't like the dude. <laughs> I mean, you can't fight yeah, him for free. I think, think, I think personally, I think he's. I think he brings excitement to the division. He does. Though, he does. Know, but he's, he's too annoying, bro. Yeah, you know, you like know, yo, if, Tyson, if Tyson Fury hears this interview, he's, he's gonna he's gonna have a Twitter beef with you, Pete. But I don't care. You know, you know, Tyson be, Tyson is active on Twitter. Tyson Fury is active. He was on talking about he'll, you. He'll, no, I know he was. Forty-seven pounds. I know. Guy's an idiot. But, but well, he'll start with you, and you're his, you're his weight class. Yeah, he's my, I'll get on a ladder and hit him with a bat. All right, I'm, just saying, yeah. I'm warning you, Deontay. If if the money's right, bro, just beat him up for me, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're gonna get him. Like I said, he keeps winning. He, he do his thing. We definitely gonna, we definitely gonna meet up. You know, Tyson them know. 
First of them know that I wanted them. They they know I was tired. Of, I was tired of the three. We 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 was promoting each other for three years. This Twitter beef and stuff like that. You know, I'm a fighter. You know, I, it, it, it comes a point when it's time that all talking must go to seize, and we got to put that talking to action. And I was at the point where it's enough talking. Just like just the verbal fight. When I got to the weight, when I was at the at the weigh-ins. I didn't want to talk no more. My my killer instinct kicked in. I'm like, I'm done talking. Let's, it's time to get it on. And that's how I am with the Furies. But, you know, good luck for them on their career and stuff like that. And um, hopefully we meet each other. Yeah, of course, champ. You know, like, I could, I could sense, I could hear the hunger in, in your voice, man. You really, like, you live this shit. You know what I mean? Like you say every day, man. you live this shit. Like, I feel like Tyson, he wants to fight, like, people like Steve Cunningham, little cruiserweights, man. Fight somebody your size. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Right, right, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, a lot. Of, it, it's crazy to think about. It. Like all the the taller fighters, they they fighting shorter fighters. You can see in me. I, you know, I like fighting the tall fighter because I'm prepared for something bigger. Of course, we're looking at the Klitschko's and stuff like. But I'm always trying to get a tall fighter because that's who I'm preparing for. So you know, fighting the smaller guys. You know, nobody's ruling the vision that's small. You know, all these guys are six five and above. You know, so. That's why I be trying to fight, man. Just like Molina, he's six five, you know. So, right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to take on the. I, I, I like fighting the tall fighters anyway, you know. So, we'll before we let you go, champ, um, what's going on with Shannon Briggs, man? Hmm. What's up man. with that? What's up with that dude? He's from Brooklyn, but what's going on with him? I ain't nothing going on. You know, Shannon. Shannon been Shannon. He just, he want an opportunity. He trying to look at it. He trying to get an a, a easy way of opportunity to come in and to, to people press conference, right. come to different events and want to take off his shirt. And, you know, he wants to know what I think right? about that. You know, he's just too old to be acting like he's acting, man. He wants so much attention. He wants to, he be the, he like to be the, the, the first, he wanted like to be the last one there and the last one to leave to hunt the champions. And, and all this stuff, man. You know, um, you know, all this stuff is laughable to me. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, he, he, if you want to do it the right way, fight, get up in the rankings, and then, then get to earn your spot there. You right. know, he got to get all some this wins. Coming, definitely, all this, all this appearing at people's stuff or chasing behind another man. You know, that's creepy, dog. That's, <laughs> <it's> not, <laughs> he got to pause. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> so that's about as far as it going with that man. He's gonna get. He's he's, he's gonna wear himself out trying to chase people to do it that way. So he's gonna have to. He's gonna get out. lost somewhere. Man, <laughs> he's know, all over every state, that. every country, and then all of a sudden he's gonna get lost somewhere. But like, damn, where the hell, how do I get home? <laughs> man, all right, champ. Champ, yo, it was good. Good having you on the show, man. You are our first guest on the podcast. Uh, we appreciate Thank you, man. it. You're in history. You're also the first guest on this. Brooklyn to the World podcast with Paulie Malinaji oh, Picard. So, one of your many firsts. Um, I apologize for Peter asking too many questions and keeping you on the show too long. Nah. I know how annoying that gets when you're preparing for a fight. Stay focused. Good luck. And we look forward to. Uh, I actually, I will be in Alabama calling your fight with uh, Showtime. So, right, that's I'll, uh, I'll see you down there uh, next week, man. Stay focused. That's what's up. Thank you guys. And y'all Later, guys have a blessed day. And I got the Ennis. Is this the first one? I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb yeah, squad <laughs> Bomb squad Gotti My man Bomb yeah, squad <laughs> Later. Later You're listening to Former two time World champion Paulie Malinaji From Brooklyn To the world Welcome
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Introducing Polly. Polly Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. Malinaji. This is Polly Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. We're back after the break. Polly Malinaji, Peter Cards, Seth Nyman. Brooklyn to the world. Let's talk about last week's action. We had a lot of action in boxing. It's a good year for boxing. A lot of fights. Maybe they're not all exciting, but great that you have so many fights that you know some are going to be exciting and some aren't. And uh, two exciting cards last I week. I, last say, week I attended Rule Britannia, headed by Frankie uh, Kell Brook versus Frankie Gavin, World Welterweight Title Defense of Kell Brook. And uh, Peter Cards was over on the other side of the Atlantic, I, across I, the pond, attending. I was at Amir the Khan versus uh, Chris Elgier. You were on this more exciting main event because right. But the card right. that I was at, Rule Britannia, was pretty sick, I gotta right. say. Okay, that's fair. I gotta say. Khan Algieri, Talk about pretty it. sick main event. Chris really lit, lit up the Barclays Center and uh, I think competed and, and showed a lot more than people anticipated. So uh, PBC on Spike did very good with the ratings. Another great Exciting show. fight. Another great show by Heyman Boxing and PBC. Rule Britannia over in England and uh, Eddie Hearn's Matchroom Promotions. Put together a great card. Maybe Gavin, Brooke and Gavin was a bit one-sided, but the rest of the card had some, oh, man, that Linares-Kevin Mitchell fight. If you guys didn't watch Jorge Linares versus, Linares versus Kevin Mitchell, I you got to put that. that on. That is some I fight. Saw, I saw the Brooke fight from, a, from a, a, someone sent me a, a link. Yeah, Kel was one-sided, that. and I know I, I felt bad for Frankie. He, he tried what he could, but Kel was just too good, too good, too I heard good. your commentary on... Uh, yeah, I got to commentate. You know, we take breaks on on, uh, on Sky as usual. We uh, we have a big crew, and it was all it was awesome. It's always awesome going working in the UK and working in those arenas. Um, fans are great, um, not just to me. They're great. They're just great towards the action as well. Loud crowd, they love it. You just get so excited just to be in the arena and watch those fights. So cool. It says a lot that they have you. You know, they bring you over there from the U.S. to do that. That's, yeah. that's so much. Yeah, respect, I'm very man. appreciative. You know how many tweets I get to tell asking it's me I should move to the U.K. And like I said, if I was if I was a little closer, I might move to the U.K. But you know, then I would have a problem. I wouldn't know how to drive over there because it's everything's on the wrong side of the road. You'd figure it out. I mean, for me, it's the wrong side anyway. Maybe for you guys in the U.K., it's the right side of the road. But I would be scared I'd crash. Like I'd make a turn and wind up on the wrong side and hit somebody head on. Like I would always, I would always be my fear over there. You know, I don't think I've never driven in the U.K. I don't, I don't know that I could pull it off. As a matter of fact, one time we got in the car, we were coming back from the. From the way in, we all got in the car together. Uh, me, Adam Smith, uh, Carl Frock, and um, the driver. And I went to get in the front because Adam and uh, Adam and Carl were going to take the back, and I didn't want to get squashed. So I was like, you know what, driver, I'll just sit next to you in the front. And I got open the door, and I put it on the driver's side because you know <laughs> over here it's the it's sure. the passenger side. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> wrong side. <laughs> you wanted to drive for a yeah. second. So you know, I mean, it's very. It's always a little, little bit confusing, but um, how is Carl, man? Carl's cool, man. In yeah. person, I tell you, Carl's a cool guy. You know, good to talk boxing with. A lot of it is tongue in cheek. I mean, people always get on him about the. He always talks about eighty thousand uh, people that he fought in front of eighty thousand people against George Grove in Wembley Stadium. So people always uh, give him give him sh- shit on uh, on Twitter because they say like they're sick and tired of him talking about it himself. So at this point, he does it on purpose. People don't realize he does it tongue in cheek. Now he even said it during the telecast. Yeah, you know, when I fought in front of eighty thousand people at Wembley Stadium against George <laughs> Groves, and that's why I was laughing when we did it because he now he knows. <laughs> people always <laughs> get on. Him about it, you know, because they always uh, people always try to abuse him on Twitter about, oh, Carl, stop talking about how he fought in front of eighty thousand people. So now he does it on purpose and he laughs. <laughs> so it's even funnier, you know. So he's we, got a sense of humor about it. He's really cool. Yeah, he seems actually. like a cool dude. We actually um, we always talk about Twitter here, and uh, I noticed a little uh, 
a little beef between Joe Calzaghe and and Call, and, yeah. and it was actually like Calzaghe's son. Yeah, Joe's Carl kind of got into it. I, I stay out of it. They're both fighters that I respect a lot. They gave a lot to boxing. Joe Junior. Joe yeah. Junior said, "Yeah, maybe I'll let you hold one of my dad's ring belts for the day." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then uh, Tim holds his kid. But then his kid's probably like eighteen now. Jesus, yeah. sixteen. Yeah, so. but then Carl sent him a picture of uh, of his uh. One of his Ferraris, and he's like, "I heard your dad got you a car. Here's what I got for my son, you know." <laughs> Tell your dad to buy you one of these next time. <laughs> Retired, undefeated, Joe yeah, Both yeah. guys are really good fighters. I would have yeah. loved to see them fight each other, but you know, hey, it didn't happen. And you got to respect both guys. They did a lot for UK boxing. Mm-hmm. They uh, they're just phenomenal fighters. You know, you just wish they would get along and just uh, bury the hatchet because uh, you know they bury done, the hatchet, so to speak. They've done know? a lot. Yeah, they've done a lot for uh, UK like, the um, UK boxing scene. I bet uh, Calzag against Hopkins in Vegas. Did you? I did. It's you like, uh, did you? Yeah. Did you win it? I won that one. They could just do it like like Lloyd, Harry, and Seabass. You know, just what do you mean? Buy a couple of beers and bury the hatchet. Yeah, you know? except Lloyd, Harry, and Seabass didn't work out. They didn't bury the hatchet at all. No, I know. Kick his that ass, was the C-Bass. plan. You know? Yeah, they let they Lloyd and Harry <laughs> snuck out and left Seabass with the bill. Yep. If that's the guy over there, it's <laughs> really nice. Seabass <laughs> <laughs> offered to pay for that. If that's the guy over there, <laughs> really nice. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't make up like Seabass, Lloyd, and Harry because that then they wouldn't be making up at all. Actually, he said, that's really great. You found the guy. You found the way for him to pay for off Bill. He said, "Yeah, I saw it in a movie one time." He goes, "Oh, you, they got away scot free." He goes, "No, in the movie, they they caught up to him like a mile down the road and slit their throats." And you hear the gas go. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> so anyway, back to the card. Uh, what do you think of Conor Allen? Oh man! Thanks to you, I was in the third row. Mm-hmm. Amazing seats. I actually before I before I break down the fight, in my opinion, I gotta say I was in the presence of greatness. I had Joey Hart, uh, Manchester City Hart, goalkeeper yeah. Joe Hart, behind me. Vincent Company. Vincent Company. Sammy Nasri. Uh, Nasri. Yeah, um, and Sanya. And Sanya, yeah. Volkan's buddies? They're all big, big uh, soccer stars. I mean, these guys... Footballers, they call them the UK. Don't call it soccer. The UK fans will let you hear it. These guys are are top-notch. I mean, you don't get any bigger than them. Um, Company is... Vincent Company is Belgium, right? Mm -hmm. But plays for City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole city team was Hart, there. They're here for our Hart pl- is the, the English national yeah. team goalkeeper yeah, and, and also is the goalkeeper for Man City. Yeah. Um, Nazari is a French national uh, national player, plays for Man City. Do you have pictures with him? Yes, I do. I do. Tweet post them, post them, right? I posted them on Instagram, okay. which is linked. It's linked to my Twitter. So, um, Yeah, it was awesome. And they were real cool down-to-earth guys. And obviously they were there for Amir, I'm sure. But, you know, gentlemanly, just cool, down-to-earth. Anybody that said hello to them, they were real nice. And when the fight was over, they just got up and left. And I told Joe Hart that I that I work for you, and he was just like, oh, wow. He's like, cool. He's like, they love him in the U.K. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's real, real good guys. Um, but as far as the fight, first thing I want to say is <clears throat> when you look at the odds, Amir Khan was a 16-and-a-half-to-1 favorite. Yeah, and when you watch the fight, you it's that, not it's even not a, close to that. Yeah, very close. This fight. is a. It actually should have been a pick'em if you watched the fight. You yeah. know, but going. You know, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty twenty. But 
Um, Nobody would have really predicted Chris to no, fight the way no. he did. I mean, no. kudos to Chris for figuring out the kudos right game plan. Kudos to Chris for his and John game David plan. Jackson. John David Jackson. That's really the kudos goes to him because. And I spoke to Chris in the locker room. You know, I wanted to see how he was doing. I know he he fought a great fight, and I think in his mind he thought he won the fight. So I want to see how he's doing. He's a friend of ours. Um, friend of ours. I uh, I said to him. I said to him, "Hey, Chris, uh, how does it feel?" Yeah, I was joking, but I'm serious. How does it feel to have a, a training camp with a trainer, <laughs> a boxing trainer? You know, his last trainer, no disrespect to the guy, but the guy is worthless. Um, oh, leave Tim alone. Come on. Please, dude. That's I a know. little disrespectful. I know. Little, Listen, yeah. John David Jackson is more capable. 100%. We got More capable? Okay. Um, putting it lightly. Come yeah, on. Putting Go it ahead. lightly. Yeah, and then he just said it. He goes, oh, I felt great. You know, they had a game plan. They stuck to it. He exposed a lot of Amir's flaws, man. I go back and forth and argue with Paulie for for years. I said, Amir is not that great. He's very good at certain things. He's not that great. No, 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 you're nuts. The guy's so fast and this and that. I said, I get it. But he's not all around. He's not the full package. Yeah, but I've always said, if you fight Amir, you're going to give him trouble. You yeah. just can't box Amir. The only, the only surprise in that fight... Wasn't more so that Chris gave him trouble. It was that Chris gave him trouble because he decided to fight him, not box him. And nobody expected Chris to come out fighting. And also, you see, everybody expected Chris to try to box, which is what he always does. Defensively, you see the flaws. But again, you have to have the balls to take the fight to Amir that way. And why I say by having the balls because you're going to get hit on the way in. Because he's taller, he was countering. Yeah, of course, he was able to find better range. Of course, because Amir has that height. Uh, Now you see Amir's flaws, like I said. But he also fought him. I mean, it was a combination of him having height. It was here, both, yeah, and him, him fighting him. You box Amir, you're still gonna have trouble. You, you, it's the it's the game planning that really mattered. You gotta fight Amir and get him going backwards. Amir, as good of a boxer as he is, doesn't change angles, doesn't change the look, doesn't do a lot of things that you need to do if you're gonna fight going backwards. Which is why he doesn't have a, a good he doesn't have a very good style once he starts going backwards and once you start pressuring him, he doesn't know what to do a lot of times. So he ends up he ends up knowing one thing because he doesn't change the look, he doesn't change the angles, he doesn't do anything. He has no choice but to try to fight you off. So the pace mm-hmm. is too fast for him. Then he right. tries to hold. He tries to push your head down on the stuff. Right. And he goes. He gets himself into more and more problems. So again, the the trick is not so much the surprise wasn't so much that Chris gave him trouble because obviously that is part of the surprise. It's that Chris knew how to give him trouble and mm-hmm. actually went and ex- executed that mm-hmm. plan. I've always said if you got to fight Amir, you can't be a boxer and fight and, and box with Amir. Right. And if you're a boxer, myself, Devin Alexander, Luis Colazzo, without trying to bang. You're not gonna, you're gonna have a lot of trouble with him here. But if you come banging with him, if you're a banger, Danny Garcia, Marcos Maidana, Britis Prescott, so to you know, you name, Lamont chance. Peterson even pressured him a lot. Right. You're gonna have a chance because the pressure bothers Amir because he doesn't have enough versatility right. to deal with heavy, heavy pressure. And that's the thing. Styles make fights. So people ask me on Twitter, do you still think Amir beats Floyd? Listen, I still think it's a challenging fight for Floyd because I don't know. If Floyd will come forward in a way to risk getting hit that way, you know what I mean? And it's not to say that Floyd's not a more complete fighter. Man, I feel like I'm a more complete fighter than Amir, but Amir has the kryptonite that it, that beats me. You cannot be a boxer, a pure boxer, and beat Amir. Maybe I have more weapons at my disposal than Amir, but Amir's one weapon that he has, the ability to box the way he does, is an awesome weapon. It's better than anything I do in any of my versus any of my versatility. There's no, I have no one way of being better than Amir in his way. You know what I'm saying? What and again, I- styles make fights. Floyd, Floyd will pressure you, 
but even when he pressures, he's not getting hit that way. To pressure Amir, he's got to get hit that way. Chris Algeria had to get hit. You saw his eye. He had to get hit in order 100%. to bring the fight to him. Danny Garcia, in order to take the fight to Amir, had to get hit. He had to, he had to suffer some kind of consequences. He got pounced on yes. for three rounds, sure. Marcos Maidana, in a close fight, but he gave Amir trouble, and he had to get hit. Ron Peterson, he beat Amir, but he had to get hit on the way in. In order to execute that pressure game plan, you're still going to have to deal with some kind of punishment. A Absolutely. pure boxer usually isn't willing to deal with that. It's not in his DNA to deal with it. So my questioning is still, does Floyd fight in that kind of reckless fashion enough? Is he willing to enough to, to take on Amir in that way? Because to purely box Amir... It's poison. You just can't do I it. I see exactly what you're saying. What did I say? People are gonna say, say to "Oh, you? he's timing, he's timing." Timing is a matter of rhythm. There, mm-hmm. if you, there is not a consistent rhythm to when when Amir has given t- enough time to think and box. There is not a consistent enough rhythm to time him. People say, "Oh, you time him, bro." Nobody's a superhero. You can't just mm-hmm. you don't just get blessed with timing on a guy that has no rhythm. Right. Amir's rhythm is, is there is none. He he, he jabs, he faints, he's, he's sporadic. There's nothing you can time, which is why you can't box him. You gotta fight him. So, is Floyd willing? To fight with Amir, and that's the thing. There's no doubt about it. Floyd is a way overall better boxer than Amir. Sure. But it doesn't, does the question here is does Amir have the kryptonite style to trouble Floyd in that way? And it's a good question. And that's why the fight still remains interesting to me no matter what. Sure. Having well, said what that, I, I was at Kel Brook's fight. I was at Kel Brook's fight against Kel Frank Brook Gavin. knocks him out quickly. Kel Brook showed me not only he can box, but against Frankie Gavin, he took the fight to Frankie the whole way. Can come forward the whole way. And it's strong. All I could think about when I saw the Algeria fight was, man, if those were right hands from Kel Brook and Chris landed plenty of right yeah, hands. Exactly. And Kel has a really I nice, know. nice, accurate right hand. I said, if those were right hands from Kel Brook, man, the fight's over. The I fight's think the fight's over. Because even the if first I, one thing about one thing about Kel, uh, besides about how great he is, when he hurts you, he's, he's a, a devastating finisher. He's a killer. He's accurate. He knows how to set you up even better. He knows how to finish you off. So great. Great performance by Kel Brook, but I think even more so what we figure out in that in that over the weekend is I think Kel's style is poison to Amir. The question is is Amir's style poison to Floyd? I think the fight's an interesting fight now. I think Amir versus Floyd is an interesting fight. And what did I tell you about Amir and Floyd? Go ahead. You're right, 100 right about what you're saying with his what he does well. Yeah, definitely could see an advantage. It go for it. He's not he's not getting away with putting his hand on, on Floyd's neck. Oh, and just, pushing him down and holding happen. him. Yeah, yeah. In that way, he'll get it, more yeah. warnings. Yeah. yeah. You know, he gets away with, not like, do that you know, I, one Mayweather. thing I noticed in the Algeria fight, you know, Amir would headlock Algeria, something, you know, and again, I, I fought Amir. I know he gets away with this stuff notoriously. And the one guy that punished him amazingly, I couldn't believe he got criticized. The he guy got that, criticized, the, right. guy, the guy that had the balls to take away points from Amir for doing what Amir does, where he deserves to lose points. Um, the guy in the Lawn Peterson fight, he got criticized. That yeah. goes to show you how much, how little the boxing media really knows. Amir will constantly hold you inside, constantly push your head down inside just to a break. He doesn't know how to fight inside. That's one of his flaws. Um, he would headlock, and, and in, the, in the Barclays fight, a lot of times he would grab Algeria's head and just put it in a headlock, and it was Algeria getting warned. Algeria didn't the have ref, his head the ref said, Algeria had his head in his chest. He didn't have his head warned. He didn't have the his ref head said, up. keep your head up. Yeah. Um, ref, all the refs out there, guys, when a boxer is jabbing or throwing a punch and he actually anticipates something coming back, he's ducking under. Okay, yeah. he's ducking under something he might anticipate coming back at him, or it's part of a movement or a rhythm that he has yeah. that he's setting it's a up. Bit too complicated for a lot of refs. Don't uh, you don't tell a fighter keep your head up. No, I'm gonna just throw a straight punch and keep my head right there, uh, so, so that he can get hit with a counter. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, well, it's so ridiculous. One hundred percent. That's why these refs are like so, a joke. So, not all, but a lot. 
A lot are, yeah, a lot are. Out Everybody out. that that does Amir, ex- except for for the guy in, in DC. DC. Well, I should remember his name. He did a good job. He did a good, he did a good job. job. He did a fair job. Yeah, did a fair job. Um, and Amir lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, it was another fight with the pressure. Obviously, there was a little bit of a controversy with that fight with the whole PD stuff. But of course, right. Um, well, you, you think know, you stylistically, think stylistically, uh, Oman fought the right fight. You think Amir is the best choice for us to see that Mayweather will actually fight? Um, if you want to see Mayweather forced to fight more than he wants to. Yeah. Do I think Floyd would be more willing to fight in that way when he was younger? Yeah. I, I just, you know, my fear here is that it's Floyd too old to fight that way now. You know, you know, He's Floyd's best years are behind him. You know, to judge Floyd and even his performances now against the all-time greats is unfair to Floyd. You got to judge Floyd in his prime against the all-time greats. You don't judge Floyd at this stage right. because at, actually at Floyd's age, the all-time greats are already gone. So it's, right. you really shouldn't judge. Because if you're going to judge a 38-year-old Floyd Mayweather against a 38-year-old Ray Leonard or a 38-year-old Ray Robinson, you still got Floyd as a better fighter. So, I mean, you know, let's, let, let's call a spade a spade and call it correct. When we call Ali the greatest... We don't think of him yeah, we in don't the Trevor Burbank yeah, fight, yeah, the Larry yeah, Holmes fight. Right, exactly. Yeah. We're thinking I of think him. of Ali in the Cleveland Williams fight. Right. <laughs> made the one, one, of the most, one of the most amazing single performances I've ever seen. Uh, so Muhammad Ali against Cleveland Williams. On that night, yeah, search on it, that guys. night, Muhammad Ali looked totally, totally amazing. There's always one fight in a guy's career where you look at him and you're just like, man, that was certainly his best night. Everything came together. And you, yeah. said, uh, you said that for his size, that's the best heavyweight yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah, unbelievable. For his size. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I uh, you know some it's a great fight. Some interesting things about uh, over the weekend and some things we learned. Uh, what about Anthony Joshua looking phenomenal? Oh, looking totally great. Impressive. Uh, impressive. He, he, you know, I think this is a guy to watch for the future. He, um, continuing to get knockouts. He stopped the guy that had never been stopped before in Kevin Johnson. Big time. Um, Kevin Johnson. Heavyweight, you know, right? Yeah, heavyweight. You know, Kevin Johnson, good good fighter, good heavyweight fighter. Um, had, had never been stopped and fought great, good, great fighters like Vitaly Klitschko among uh, several other names hadn't been stopped and Anthony Joshua got him out of there in two less than two rounds he got him dropped him very hard at the end of the first round and then finished the job in the second round stunning performance by Anthony Joshua certainly mm-hmm. a guy to look, look out for um, well, heavyweight he, he, resurgence maybe he does coming? does seem like the goods I think Joshua's here to stay for a long time yeah, Fury I think, uh, Deontay I think as, as Vladimir Chisora. starts to phase out little by little not that Vladimir now we're counting Vladimir out because I, I still think Vladimir right now is the best heavyweight in the world but as Vladimir goes off into the sunset there's a lot of new heavyweights starting to you know show themselves like Deontay and Anthony Joshua among others and uh, it'll make yeah. for a fun fight. There, there is, a, yeah, there, there'll be some fun fights. You don't want to see again. I want to see that guy Kubra Pulev again. <laughs> you know, he he tried so hard against Klitschko that he you know did, he man. he won my he won me as a fan. You know, like, he showed so me? much heart. You know, he got the stopped guy in was four like rounds. ready to cry when they stopped you know? it. Like, Brian Jennings fought well against Klitschko. Brian Jennings is awesome. I'm a big fan now. You know? Especially, I was already a fan, but I'm a big. So fan it's now. a, you know, I think the heavyweight division will make for some fun fights, uh, but don't criticize Vladimir Klitschko for being so dominant because really that's unfair to Vladimir Klitschko. He's I think, uh, for, I, I, again, I have a hard time picking anybody in history against Vladimir Klitschko. Um, you know, for the guy of his size. Is anybody in history? Anybody, I mean, anybody in history. For a guy of his oh. size, for a guy so. of his excitement factor, has nothing to do with effectiveness. That guy knows how to be effective. George Foreman. No way, dude. No way. You get pounced on the end the of the jab all night. <laughs> well, we would never get past the jab. I'm not talking no about way. the old George Foreman. Even the new, even the, George even, even the young George Foreman. I was gonna with that with that what footwork. What he used to get past the jab. He's a big dude, man. Yeah, the and only he, well, and he would, what right hand would he slip? Yeah, that of Klitschko. Which but, which remember, which one of Klitschko's right hands would he slip? But remember Klitschko early in his career when he would get hit. No, we're not, not talking him. about the Klitschko. We're not. That's like saying that's like counting the thirty-eight-year-old Floyd Mayweather. If you're gonna count, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna compare generations. 
different generations of fighters, then you take this guy at his best against that guy at his best. And then True. their best versus their best, what do you have? I think Vladimir's best against anybody. Wow. Lennox Lewis. Hard to pick. Lennox Lewis Lennox to him is the best fight. fight. Only because Lennox has the height and the, and the style and the jab and, to match him. And yeah. he was smart. Yep. He's very, very He would be awesome. My favorite, I, don't know, I wouldn't say. I'd and these it. debates never really end because, uh, you know, there's Holyfield. no really a right answer. Yeah. Holyfield's too, too small. small. I but I think. Uh, these, Heart of a warrior. But these debates, yeah. I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. There's heavyweights I love. Riddick Bowe, I love. Mike yeah. Tyson, I love. I mean, I love these guys. But. Again, does that mean I feel like they'll beat Klitschko? No, I don't think they'll beat Klitschko, but I, I, I'm a fan of these guys. I love Rocky them. Rocky Marciano was like 5'9". I, I love Rocky Marciano. He's like 187 you know? pounds. I, I love these Klitschko. guys. He was a heavyweight Joe Frazier, I, I love these guys. I mean, such a fan of them. I like Poppin, Poppin, even Ali, I think it's too small. Poppin any video of them, and it's awesome. I, I got to sit there and watch them. But just because I love a fighter and I'm a fan of his doesn't necessarily mean I think he beats all the other guys in his way just because I'm a f- more fan of his than I'm a fan of somebody else, you know? Evolution. Yeah. What about Ivan Drago? Drago. Ivan Drago is a made-up guy. 2,000 pounds of pressure. I don't know. Does, you know does anybody hit with 2,000 pounds of pressure? <laughs> Whatever well, he hits, do. Uh, he destroys. Do nowadays with the PBC. <laughs> what do they hit? They're like 400 pounds. The little guys, you never know what Vladimir hits. Well, I want to see that. that Whatever PBC he thing, hits, I, he, destroys. he destroys. I want to see. You know what? On PBC, we got to get Deontay Yo, on PBC. Yo, Vladimir versus what? Ivan Drago, they're both like Russian. That would be crazy. Come on, dude. <laughs> Vladimir beats Ivan Drago any day, bro. Rocky knocked out Drago. Yeah, well, Rocky, you know, Rocky, Rocky doesn't Rocky, hit. Rocky doesn't hit was, like Vladimir that, Klitschko. That fight was fixed, though. No, it wasn't fixed. It was fixed. If it went to the college, Rocky would have definitely got robbed. Yeah, <laughs> Without a doubt. That's what I'm saying. That's Rocky's getting robbed. That's how it was fixed. <laughs> the fact that Rocky had to get a knockout, he went to Russia, had to win by knockout, and he got the knockout. You know that. But that was Rocky, though. That was Rocky. Yeah. But I'm saying if Rocky knocked out Drago, imagine what Vladimir would do. Vladimir hits harder than Rocky. Yeah, no. Come on. You don't think Vladimir hits harder? One punch knockout power. You don't think Vladimir hits harder than Rocky? Nobody hits harder than Rocky. Get out of here, bro. Are you out of your mind? The way you dig to the body, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> out of your mind. Seth taking you on. Look, he's laughing. Seth, <laughs> stop laughing. We used Seriously. to go in the meat trucks in the freezers. and Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't want to hear it. Right? The debate over. Debate is over. I can't have a debate with you guys. We're taking a break. Forget this debate. You're listening to former two-time world champion Paulie Malinashi from Brooklyn to the world. We're back. We got to give DraftKings some love. You know, we always give our weekly love to DraftKings.com. Don't forget, don't forget the, the code, the, the, the winning code. What is that? The, the savings M. code. Paul E.M. P-A-U-L-I-E-M. If you go to DraftKings, you put, you type in Paul E.M. as your code. P-A-U-L-I-E-M. P-A-U-L-I-E-M. Like Malinaji. You'll get some... We get breaks. You get some free points over there. You get some hook. You get the hook up. You get the hook up on DraftKings.com. So don't forget, go to Paul E.M. as your code on DraftKings.com. It'll be worth it, guys. Plenty. If you for the degenerate gambler out there, or just a fantasy player out there, this is the place to be. And Paulie M will help you out. Paulie Malinaji helps you out with my code. It's my code. What? What is it? Speaking of degenerate gambler, I played two times in a row. I won. I mean, I lost after that, but I I (laughs) should have my own. I should have my own code. Dude, how about the Yankees beating uh, King Felix the other night? A lot of people paid a lot of money on DraftKings for King Felix. Imagine that. What about I had? uh, I had freaking. What'd you have? Shoemaker. Shoemaker. Literally, his name is Shoemaker. You got Literally. his name is Shoemaker. Didn't he yeah. win the Triple Crown or something? What? I'm talking, no. about, I'm talking about horse race. Oh. No. <laughs> that's American Pharaoh, and he, yeah, he's, he's this no, weekend. That's, yeah, that's he's going for the Triple Crown. That's right. There hasn't been a Triple Crown winner in, like, in my lifetime. Yeah. So 1978 was the last one. Thank you. I've seen a lot um, of guys win two out of three, though. Bro, I had, I had Shoemaker, goes. and he cost me points. He cost I didn't you? know that. I'm a cutchin. He got nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> With a guy like Shoemaker, what do you expect? 
No, but, but a name like Shoemaker. Good, he, bro, he last nah, he's year good. He had he's good numbers. He's I good. Mean, but his name's Shoemaker. Eventually, if your name is Shoemaker, you're eventually going to live up to that nickname. Right. Which isn't good. That's not good. My best Especially if it's your real name and not your nickname. But I worse. thought it would just be like zero. Where, you know, you have guys on, on your roster that don't give you any points. He was negative. minus. He was negative. Oh. I was like, I have no chance of winning this. No. <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> McCutcheon killed me. McCutcheon killed me on Pittsburgh. I picked Cervelli in his first home run of the year. Got like 25 so guys, if you go to, guys, if you go to DraftKings.com and you use my yes. code, P-A-U-L-I-M, do not listen to Seth. Do not listen to Peter Cards. Do okay, your homework. Do not do anything that P Podcast does at all. <laughs> Make your own teams. Do your Set homework. up your own roster. Use P-A-U-L-I-E-M as your code, and you'll win some money. Tweet us. You got my blessing. Yeah, tweet us. Let us know how you did on DraftKings.com, please. That's DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Can you tweet me? And tweet Peter Card some winners, seriously, because he needs some winners because his own winners aren't working. I mean, somebody, guys out there, if any of you out there are locksmiths, tweet Peter Card's (laughs) a winning winning hand or a winning game and and, and hashtag it locksmith. Okay, hashtag Peter Card's with the locksmith hashtag. And a winner. Give him a winner with the locksmith hashtag. And maybe Peter Cards, in, in when his theoretic bets. Yeah, my hypothetical. <laughs> I have need, some winners. Uh, yeah, I need some hypothetical <laughs> winners. Hypothetically, tonight, Stanley Cup Finals, who you got? Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> What's the line again? Brad, I got Brad Richards, at least. You know, I got his Rangers jersey. He's on Chicago, at least. <laughs> I got to give him some love. Didn't he win an MVP in uh, Stanley Cup? He for, sure did for, for, Tampa, for Tampa, Tampa, yeah, with Martin St. Louis. Yeah, he Martin, sure did. Uh, Martin St. Louis didn't do much for the Rangers. Yeah. Nah, he forgot. He, he, you know what it was, Martin? I mean, he did okay. He was a spy he, for the yeah, Lightning. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he forgot that he wasn't playing for the Lightning anymore in that series. That's the unfortunate thing. He got hit with a stick. He got mad. He goes out and, and scores, he scores a goal. I mean, got hit with more sticks. They, they should have piped them out. Yeah. Coach yeah. Nah, I, love, I love Martin St. Louis. Come on, guys. I mean, yeah. I, I, he, I, yeah, he's a good player. Come on. For the physical size that he has, he's a hustling guy, man. You know what I mean? He gets in. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Rick Nash is twice his size, and he's not. he, he doesn't want to get his hands dirty ever. I mean, it's no, so no. annoying. Well, St. Louis is a hustler. I mean, granted, he had a, a bad hustler. series. Had a bad series against the Lightning. Maybe he felt bad. He didn't want to eliminate them. And for that, I can't forgive him. But what would have happened got, if they would have beat him like Martin they did Rodney King? What do you think he would have did? Oh, leave Rodney King out of but it. I'm Rest in saying, peace to Rodney King. Come on, bro. I'm just saying, what would have happened to St. Louis? He would have had freaking 10 goals a game. Uh, got hit with one stick, he scores a goal. No, Is that what you got to do? Ragging on Caitlin. You're ragging on Rodney King. I'm not ragging on Rodney King. I know. I'm not ragging on him. I'm just saying. If that's what it takes. Leave Brittany alone. Let the guy rest in peace. Seriously. Rest in peace, Rodney King. Anyway. Pour, pour some of your beer out for him. Yeah, yeah pour some of your beer, please, for Rodney King. Anyway, <laughs> what do we got over here? What, what, what was the next on the agenda? We got the Twitter with Vivian Harris. What's going on with Vivian? He's my friend at one That's time. your Vivian. boy, bro. What's, your, what's going on, champ? Ex-champ. Ex-champ. Wanna be champ. What the hell is going on over here? What is going on? You tell us. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to look this know. up right Vivian, now. Vivian, What's I mean, Twitter? I know. I understand Vivian wants a payday. Dude, I'm, I'm in negotiations for a bigger fight. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm looking to purposely not do Vivian a favor. Right. But when I've got bigger fights on the horizon, like, I'm literally right now, folks, I can't get into the, the name of that I'm in negotiations with, that I'm hearing of, that about my names. next fight. Names. Uh, that I'm in. You know, I can't. I can't. I can't just. Blurt them out, but any of them are bigger fights than Vivian I mean, Harris. Just in any general, in and general. people, all the haters out there on Twitter, I got some haters on Twitter being like, "Oh yeah, because Daniel Connor was a bigger name." I'm not negotiating with Daniel Connor. When I say I'm negotiating the with fight bigger is names, off. that means I'm negotiating with bigger names, morons. Get that, it right. That's not right, is it? No. <laughs> anyway, Vivian was actually a good champion, and I'm sure he, you know he still has a yeah. lot left. You know what? I my my theory is with Vivian Harris. You know. BK, BKB specializes in you know mm-hmm. faded champions or faded contenders Absolutely. and kind of resurrects their careers. 
I think, you know, Shane Mosley was okay with fighting BKB. Vivian Harris will fight anywhere for anyone at this point. You know, oh, that would be great. Vivian Harris and Shane Mosley on BKB. BKB. Bro, it, it, they fit the mold for BKB. It's faded ex-champions looking to get in the win column. And then and they get paid. Parlay that into a big fight. But they get paid. They get paid, they get well, paid well. And then they, the winner can parlay it into another big fight. I mean, Absolutely. yo, what's wrong with it? Listen, if I was in the situation where I didn't have other options, maybe I'd consider BKB too. I just happen to have other options. So you're in with, with these fighters who want to fight. They want to fight. They just don't have a lot of options, but they want to fight. Why not jump in the BKB mix? Fight each other. Fight anybody in BKB. BKB pays well. And a lot of these fighters that kind of fall off a little bit, they go to BKB and they get a win. Jesus Sotokaras has got a big big win on, on BKB. I'm sure he'll be back and he'll be able to fight in a Fact. big fight. Um, Gabriel Rosado has resurrected his career on BKB after fall, he falls off a lot of times. You know what I mean? Solid, another solid fighter. Another good fighter. I thought he lost BK, his last one. Whatever it is. Whatever the, case, whatever the case is. Whatever you think. Yeah. BKB it's gives a platform, fighters like this an yeah. opportunity. It's Vivian Harris versus Shane Mosley should be on BKB. Uh, that's my opinion. Or Vivian Harris versus any of those other guys could be on BKB. Absolutely. I know Vivian can make 147 pounds, so he shouldn't be taking out any fights that are ha- higher than 147 pounds. So we don't have to hear him cry about how the fact that he had to take all the fights at bigger weights. 147 pounds, put him on BKB. Listen, if I didn't have other options, I'd consider it. I just happen to have bigger options. For more money. I'm not going to take a pay cut to do anybody a favor. I'm sorry. I'm, I get punched in my head for a lot of years of my life, and I want to parlay and make the most money I can possible and try to get the biggest fight possible. And right now, they're all bigger than Vivian Harris. I'm sorry to break it to you guys. And uh, you know, you we know Vivian. Yeah. Huh? Nothing, nothing you can tell us about yet, though, right? Nothing no, I can no, say no, publicly no, yet. Nothing just... I can say publicly. What I can tell you publicly is that Vivian's full of shit with the sparring stories. There right. were a lot of sparring stories. I me was Vivian, there. Me and Vivian's probably sparred over 300 rounds at, right. at one time. And, and you know what? There were days where he got the better of me. There were days where I got the better of him. But at the end of the day, I don't think anybody got stopped. I mean, listen, some t- some yeah, sparring sessions, got knocked some out. sparring sessions were shorter than they should have been. I mean, when originally you started and you say, "Hey, we got we we'll do sparring a certain amount of rounds today." Sometimes one of us would stop. You know what I mean? And, one of us. All right, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on the guy, Pete. You know what I mean? But if he's gonna shit on me, we're gonna you know we gonna you broke the record down over on Left Jeb's interview, right? Yes. Same Left Jeb, you gave him a breakdown. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. He was at all those sparring sessions. Actually. I was at every sparring. I don't miss sparring. He doesn't didn't miss the gym. I didn't miss the gym. Just the workout. Especially workouts, not at the that gym. time, he, he wouldn't work out. Well, sometimes he'd even work out, but he'd be in the gym. Especially at that time, mm-hmm. I didn't even have a job. It was a good time to be listening <laughs> in those days too. His entire Twitter's about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. listen, he's dedicating his entire Twitter. I'm 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 starstruck as far as, um, not starstruck. I'm, I'm in awe you're, you're that, in that awe? somebody dedicated a Twitter to me like that. You know. Well, I'm not in awe. Um. I was at the gym every day, mm-hmm. and Vivian is, if he wants to, like I said, if you want to call somebody out because you're looking to to get yourself a fight, that's one thing. That's fine. And I've spoken to Vivian about it. Seth, this is a guy that we know. Well, you guys are friends I, with him. Yeah, right? I, I spoke to him. I said, <clears throat> get yourself a win. Paulie has a lot of connections. Paulie's a big deal, you know. He'll try to put in a good word for you, you know what I mean? But um, don't. You know, don't go out there bashing because one of his friends at the time had said something stupid like that, too. And now he himself is going around saying that he used to beat up Paul in the gym and he stopped him in the gym. What well, you saying? saying well, yeah. you know, like the Twitter and then the video. Yeah. It's just disrespectful. Oh, he's talking about you, too, on here. Of course. But I had told him, I said, Viv, you could go out and call Paulie out. That would might bring buzz to you yourself. Go ahead. Fine. There's no harm or foul play in that. But just do it the right way. 
now you want to go and take it to another level and you want to start getting disrespectful that Paulie's scared of you. Or now you want to start comparing accomplishments. What has Paulie done that I haven't done? Um, won another world title in another weight class. Um, beaten a ton of guys that you would never even compete against. I mean... And never you, quit on the stool. You never quit on the stool. He has 10 losses. I said, Viv, you, why are you even comparing yourself? Just get a win. Try to stay positive, and you know, hopefully something will work out. And he's three one his last four to give him right, know, right. Give him some credit. Uh, he beat up Seth, right? Um, oh. So <laughs> hey, I didn't have time to train, right? Right, you exactly. Me, and that's his excuse every time he I loses. Took it on like three days' notice. Right, that's, that's what he says yeah. when he loses. They try to make me fight at a heavier weight, and I didn't have any notice. Right. Mm-hmm. There's always an excuse, but again, he's bragging about that he beat Con- O'Connor. That's what he's bragging right. About. He beat O'Connor, which from like I said, I'm very honest. I didn't see the fight myself. Mm-hmm. I heard it was very close, could have went either way. So I'm not going to talk about something that I don't know about. The sparring I know about. There were times where he was in the gym, we needed sparring, and he's sitting there on a heavy bag. You have Paulie Malignaggi in the gym, and you have Vivian Harris, or vice versa. The problem with Vivian Harris was he was a bully in the gym. Okay, He'd rather get spar somebody that he could knock out quickly right. instead of sparring somebody that would test him. And at a certain point, through the years... I got better and better to the point where he didn't want to. He wouldn't want to deal with that heat. He didn't want to deal with the heat of somebody getting in there and putting work on him, just the same way he would put work on the other guys. And at the point where we had some really good sparring sessions, I mean, it was you great. could charge people at the door for the sparring sessions me and Vivian had in that gym. But at a certain point, he just couldn't take the heat, and he stopped working with us. And I remember being in the gym and asking. We remember people, we would ask Lennox Blackmore's trainer, like, "Yo, Billy Giles used to go up to him all the time." Billy was my trainer at the time. At the time, Billy Giles was his trainer. Hey Lennox, uh, hey Blackmore, can can we get some rounds? Uh, no, 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 we're not fighting a boxer. We're fighting a different type of fighter, so we don't need that kind of sparring. When okay. it was always work, it was always. But now, work. mind you, but he would spar guys that he would just get out of there in a few rounds. He would just but, he'd actually try to knock all of these guys out. They weren't they weren't good enough to be in the ring with him. That's not even he, what did, he didn't want about, the heat. Right? Yeah, he didn't want to deal not, with the heat. He didn't want to deal with the heat. That was it. But mind and you, and even in his fights, he's like that. He, you know, looking back now, he quit the Carlos Massa fight, bro. Right. He quit. He didn't get hit with something hard enough to get stopped right there. Right. He quit the Carlos Massa fight. There's no character there, man. He's a front runner. But mind you, Seth. Now, there were times, and and I've even said it to Paulie, we would go into Gleason's after Paulie just won a fight. Paulie's heavy. He's not in shape. Just walk back into Gleason's. Like a regular, okay, back in the gym, first day back. Hey, Vivian needs some sparring. Paulie, oh, that's my boy, man, of course. He's getting ready for a fight. I'll help him. He starts sparring. I'm like, dude, it's your first day back. You going to spar already? He's like, yeah, to help Vivian, I'll spar. Of course. They'll do six, eight rounds. His first day back. Now, guess what? When we needed that favor returned, no. oh no, Vivian is his first day back. It's his first week back. Give us a couple of weeks till he gets in shape, and then by that time we get he in shape. Already. No, you know we fought already. Or again, we're not fighting that type of style, so it's not really good for us. Do I think partially if it was if it wasn't Vivian's choice? Do I think partially it was his trainer's choice not to ruin the kid's confidence? Sure, you can say that, but it was said. 
Was the only reason we're getting into the sparring sessions on the show because we, we, me and Pete, never we talk about never any sparring sessions sparring. with anybody. Nobody talks about what's it's always happens private. in the gym stays in the gym. It's a lot of times, you're, a lot of times you're working on stuff in the gym and you're experimenting, and sometimes you know you have to see what works and what doesn't work in sparring sessions. So sometimes not every day is a good thing, good day in the gym because there's thing, there's days where you're experimenting, certain moves, certain punches, certain things you're doing. You're so how do you figure out how do you figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work? You have to experiment with it in sparring in the gym. So that's why a lot of times you don't talk about sparring. Uh, outside of the gym, so, but if Vivian's gonna bring up sparring, they don't say the whole truth. Let's give let's give you the whole truth or let's nothing let, but the truth and nothing but the truth. So help you God, Viv. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But just in sparring in general, you you spar, you know, like you, you're and this is going uh, back in 2002, 2003, you're a 2004, vicious maybe sparer. even. I don't even know if how if you're it's a even vicious that sparer that. Mm-hmm. If you could, you would spar every day. Yeah. We're the ones that are like, all right, dude, shape. you know, chill and out, get your sharp, yeah, right, but. So doing that much sparring, you're not going to have a great day every day. It's a day at the office sometimes. Mm. You, you know, maybe you didn't sleep so well the night before. Oh, yeah. I see the problem. You didn't follow him back on Twitter. That's the problem. You're definitely not following him back on Twitter. <laughs> I, I followed him back on Twitter just in case he wants to DM me. But he texts me. He has my number. So he could text me. And he's been texting me. But the whole thing is, like we said, we don't talk about sparring. But if you're going to talk about it, at least be honest. I was in Gleason's today. And I... It's like home for us. We grew up there. He became a man there. You understand? Paulie went in there as a kid thinking he was going to get taught a lesson and start uh, changing his ways because he was a, a, you know, a, a tough kid who didn't take any shit. And his grandfather and uncle thought, let's teach him a lesson, take him to Gleason's. He ended up becoming a man there, earning his stripes by sparring. The best fighters in the, the world. The best fighters. I mean, Gleason's was world famous at that time. Still this is, all happened. Yeah. So we go back there. It's like home for us. We see these trainers. I mean, I ran into so many people that, I mean, you go in there. You know how it is. Yeah. You run into these people that watch you grow up in front of their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they all asked about you today. I, I had a public workout for my young kid, Junior, the young god, uh, Yonan. He's uh, he's fighting at uh, Barclays Saturday on the Koto Undercard. Nice. So that's a big deal. Good you know, he signed with Rock Nation. Thank you. So we had a media workout in Gleason's. I'm like, I'm back home. You know, I'm like seeing everybody. And, um, but, you know, it's just, and they asked me about it because it's on like Facebook. And I'm like, guys, you watched us all. And they're friends with Vivian too. I'm like, guys, you watched us. You ever see Paulie get knocked down sparring? Oh, come on. They're like, be serious. I'm like, seriously, this is what the guy's saying. And they're like, I know. He's, you know, he's just desperate he's for a fight. He's trying to get a fight, right. But there's ways to go about it, man. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and granted, if the situation was different, I, I think I, 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 maybe we could have done a fight. But I'm again, I'm not going to f- turn down a fight with a bigger name to fight Vivian Harris. It's not going to happen. Like, I don't owe you that favor. I don't. You never right. wanted to do me any favors. Like, right. I don't owe you that favor, homie. You know what I mean? So, uh, let's call it a spade a spade. We're not gonna, I'm not going to continue to harp on this conversation, harp on this topic, but I think Vivian Harris is good for BKB. I think Shane Mosley, you know, obviously he's interested in BKB when they make the fight against each other or just other fights on BKB. You know, they pay well, and I think they'd be exciting for BKB, you know? And uh, that's all we got to say about that. Uh, what else? Will, what else is on the agenda here? What else are we well, going to talk about? We were talking about uh, yesterday. Uh, I was at the press conference on the press conference for Cotto and Gail. Um, Gail. Gail. Yeah. Gail. 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 Go ahead. Daniel Go Gale. for it. So spit it out. Somebody's coming up to me saying, "No, Freddie Roach. <clears throat> Did you hear Freddie Roach said Paulie's not allowed to um, go to the wild card anymore?" I'm like, "Okay." 
So he goes. Wait, how many times have you been to the wild card? No, no, no I, he, train, he I used to train in a wild card. Yeah, his trainer I, I, I is train, out I lived in L.A. for a couple of years, so I would train at the wild card. Okay. And I got along with everybody there, including Freddie. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time in my career. So guys, he's like, he's like, um, how do you feel about that? I'm like, um. But I also hadn't trained the wild card since 2013, so the fact that I wasn't invited didn't really doesn't says, really make or says, break me at this says, point. I know, haven't been in L.A. You know, it's based on um, all the the crap that he talked about Manny Pacquiao. I said. Does Freddie think that's gonna like make Paulie stop speaking the truth, not talking crap? Well, here's the thing, the truth. and I only I only address Manny in the situation with Manny when I'm asked about it. Stop asking me about it, and I'll stop talking about it. Right. It's very, it's very, it's very, very simple. And he just had a big fight too. Yeah, so. of course. So right. Where he was yeah. asked every freaking day, oh, everywhere he went. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so go ahead. No, so then you know, and then my fiance texts me, um. Cop singer, what's the guy? Mike, Mike Coppinger. Coppinger tweets out. Yeah, Freddie Roach said. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he he just he just relaying the, the yeah quote, you know, the same the thing. He's at the press conference. I'm like, babe, who cares? She's like, no, but uh, does Paulie get mad? I'm like, what the hell does Paulie care? You know, he's a fight, right? You know, about he, a fight would be good. Right? You know? No, well, the, then Freddie says, you know, he could be. He's talking so much, he could be talking himself into a fight with uh, with Pacquiao. All right, listen. Paulie, not, and Paulie never never was scared of anybody. And Paulie had called backyard many times, like we said. My thing is, we're with Al. We want to be on PBC first. That's like, that's a big get, thing. And I get, and I get, and I get no, not only that. I'm mean, forget about a warm up. I can get big fights right now, and I'm in talks yeah. for big fights no, right now. I don't. I'm not. I'm not starving for a payday. I can get a payday when I want. Right. You know what I mean, Al Heyman takes care of all his fighters, makes great right. fights, pays the fighters well. I don't need Manny Pacquiao to make money. I have he money has. right now. Right. Uh, there's a Ferrari in my garage. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, <laughs> When's the closing date on the Miami place? <laughs> Next boom. <week. laughs> so, boom. So, so I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about uh, a payday. You know, I wouldn't mind punching Manny Pacquiao in the, in the mouth. Right. That's for sure. But, um, you, you have your ra- own platform. drug testing. Right. Uh, I'm totally, all, I'm all for it. I'm right. all for it. And I, and I honestly, I don't believe. Manny Pacquiao's at home recovering from an injury right now. I don't right. believe it. No, I don't believe he's at home recovering from an injury. I think he's home training right now. But he's he's home training with no random drug testing. So no, uh-huh. I don't trust him when he comes back. I, I don't got, trust. Uh, the, I, I don't trust text. the way he's. I gotta cut your mic, man. Good. I'm sorry. No. I just got a text. Yeah. Yeah. We're off. You're not, you're not to speak anymore. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We're, we're off. That's it, guys. I, I've just been fired. We were just talking about the beginning of the show where we're still on for nine weeks, and why I, I think I've just been fired. We just got. We just got over the rain. We just got a pink slip. Um, <laughs> No, um, but you know but that's it, the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Um, you, obviously, you I, I mean, I'd be interested in a fight with Manny Pacquiao, of course. Random drug testing, of course. Sure. Do I think the Manny Pacquiao was random drug tested? Looks the same. No, I don't. I'm all for it. Right. But all my fights are gonna have random drug testing. Correct. So anybody pulling Malinaji gets in the ring with from now on. Random drug testing. Right. Random drug testing for the Daniel O'Connor camp. We had it. Yes. All the way up until the day I got cut as we Correct. got into it. You know, the creepy guy. We still had to do a test. We talked the about it. The creepy guy from that day, too. The creepy guy, the brother from Everybody Loves yeah. Raymond, was at our house. Yeah. Uh, at my house. So, so just testing. So, you know, right. um, it's always going to be a part of my- Anti-doping. Uh, anti-doping. Always going to be a part of the, the repertoire for uh, all my training camps. But what I was going to say was- Go for a pee. PBC is your platform. It sure is. Exactly. You don't. You don't actually need Pacquiao. What, will we take it on? On you know with with the random. Hundred percent. Yeah, of course. But it we have PBC. And I'm undefeated in my life against Southpaws, right. folks. There's something about Southpaws. I dominate them. I don't know what Cam, it is. Cam I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what many. it is. I've never lost to one in the amateurs. I've never lost to one in the pros. We know how to fight them. Very simple. What does Manny Pacquiao fight? What stance does he fight out of? 
Here's a the southpaw south position. And well, Jesus, on top of that, that's a new, that's another wrinkle too. Can Manny Pacquiao be the first southpaw to beat me? Can Jesus deliver you in his hands? Yeah, what happened that day? I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm one that doesn't. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I do believe in God, and I don't believe that God gets involved Jesus with sports. Jesus deliver him in his. <laughs> but hands. the narcissism! Come on, guys! He, this guy really thought he was a messenger from God. But you yeah. know, all this shit is so Floyd, stupid. And that Floyd was gonna get delivered into his hands. But you know what's ridiculous? I know all, all this. I know, buddy. Between Vivian with the Twitter and Freddie Roach, now you're not allowed in the gym. What do you have? security now no, guys I mean, listen, I mean if I you have a lot of friends in that gym and including Freddie listen I, Fred, I love you Freddie come on okay? but you, you know, know what if so you want to if you want to look into it all the more, guys at Wildcard are still my buddies most of them are um, if you want to look into it more just go to www.whogivesashit.com nobody cares Freddie I don't know I think he just made that up on the Freddie take a walk do me a favor you and your gym I have a problem with Freddie why don't you fight Freddie on the undercard oh no Come on, the guy's old. Come on, I but no, he's favored. a great tra- he's a great trainer. But you know what? Who gives a shit? All right, we're not allowed in the gym now. He'd be favored over you. He'd be favored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take out anyway. my, my horn and smack him with it. Oh, hey, hey put that thing away. Put no, that no. thing away. Is right. <laughs> Shout out to Eric Brown, who's my trainer. <laughs> Shout out to Eric Brown, who's my trainer at the Wild Card Gym. Shout out to the Wild Card. Shout out to, to Freddie. Zach Wolman. Zach Wolman, my buddy. Shout out to Ray Freddy Beltran. Ray Beltran failed the drug test. Can you believe that? Come he failed on. the drug test. Yeah. Take a shout out back. That's horrible. Yeah, no, no. Wait, I get, listen. Kidding. Uh, Kidding. He made a mistake. Glenn Tapia. It's tough. Glenn Tapia. My boy. Our boy. Our boy. All right. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. On that note, on those somber notes, we're wrapping we're it up. We're going to wrap it up. Go ahead. Go well, good. We got, we got NHL, um, NBA finals. We got, got lots of NBA stuff. finals. Some good really fun NBA finals. Deontay Cotto. Very serious. Unfortunately. We uh, very serious and sad stuff. Can you share it? Yeah. Just uh, happened now? Yeah. No. Well, we heard about it on the way. It's really sad. A uh, very close close friend of our family. Um, oh yeah. Paulie's cousin. Paulie's cousin grew what up with this girl. She's twenty four years old. She's uh, fr- friend. The family's a friend of the family, and uh, she's suffering from uh, from lymphoma. cancer. Twenty four years old. Ugh, um, Sorry to hear that. We Paul. are. Pull up, pull up the information. We want to just get this out before before we wrap up because this is a serious deal. She's a real good kid. We, <laughs> Paulie and I, watched her grow up. Man, she's 24 now. I remember her. A little kid. Yeah, her and, and Paulie's cousin running around freaking with toys, and you know, it's just it's a crazy how how this stuff just comes out of nowhere. I'm gonna um, post it on my Twitter. So everybody just yeah. look it up on my Twitter, and my Instagram. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna post it's, it. It's a GoFundMe. <clears throat> uh, she's suffering from lymphoma. She needs uh, some donations and some money. Right. Twenty four years old. It's obviously every anyone that knows about about cancer and um, the treatments between chemo and and everything else and and being in the hospital, um, all this stuff yeah. really adds up. It really costs a lot of money for the families and everyone to. Get the proper treatment, and if if everyone could just check, you know, just, just check Paulie's Twitter. Yeah, her name's Bianca. Her name is Bianca. She's a really good kid. Uh, obviously, there's cancer all over the world, but when it has to do with... When it, uh, hits, when it hits a lot closer to home. It nice. hits a lot closer to home, and when it hits someone so young, you know, it hits closer, even even worse for me. When you hear about children or young young adults, it's, it's tough for... To you know, tougher to hear about or deal with, but everyone, please just uh, keep 
you know, keep an eye on the Twitter. We're gonna ask for everyone to please retweet or whatever, whatever you could do. Or just fund to donate if you yep. can. Every little bit helps. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> on that note, it's been another crazy week. I'm pulling Next Malinaji, week you wanted Peter to Cards, what? Seth Nyman, Brooklyn Next to week the world. you wanted to what? Talk about the guy who? Oh, yeah. Next FIFA? week we're going to get into Seth Blatter and Seth FIFA. Seth Blatter. Seth Blatter won his re-election and then quickly... Step down. Step down. Hopefully, in the next week he gets indicted. Yeah, well, hopefully, oh. that's why, hopefully that's why. He, hopefully that's why he stepped down. <laughs> Wait, so if anybody, if anybody's gonna take down FIFA and then make them right I, after the 2002 World Cup, he's been on my shit list. That's so who it. who hired John Gotti's lawyer? Nobody. It was, no, a joke. it was a joke. That's what he needs. It's a joke. That's what Seth Blatter needs is Bruce Cutler. Oh. He needs, <laughs> he needs Bruce Cutler. That guy was the man. Come on, bro. Sure, you kidding me? You kidding me? The best. Seth Blatter, go hire Bruce Cutler. <laughs> Because you're going to need them. You're going to need them. All over and out from Manhattan, Brooklyn, Boom. London. Shout out. Next Brooklyn week. to the world. Paulie Malinaji, Peter Cart, Seth Nyman. Over and out. See you next week in episode 10, where we'll surely be here another week. Later.